All right, we're back. <laughs> Welcome to this week, your peace podcast. Ian ain't doing too well. Ian ain't doing too well. Um, we, we made him come out here because it, we have to. We have my to name today. is uh, Ian McNaughton, Big E, and I have a sore throat. Um, too bad we're on a know. limited time schedule, so he has to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rav. Uh, I am pleased to be joined by uh, both SYP creator Rav and SYP hey. creator Keith, both who are wearing their T-shirts because I told them to or else they'd be fired. This was uh, actually, actually, you didn't plan this. And we're like, Ian definitely would. You know, like, Ian's the guy who's got to wear it. He doesn't wear it. I yeah, was going to wear the, that thing, the Tarasenko jersey. Then I'm like, dude, I can't wear that shit. Mr. P. <laughs> no, not huh? wearing it. Mr. P. That's my first overall pick in this, uh, whatever we're doing today. Uh, Ian, what are we doing today? Uh, today, we're going to be redrafting the uh, 2010 NHL entry draft, um, which, you know, if my math is, is correct, that's 12 years ago. I in my mind I'm like it's ten years. It, I only now clocked it in uh, it's fucking twelve. It feels it feels like it feels isn't like it's 10 years sorry, ago. I have this guy. I mean, it page. is twelve, but yeah, but it's like yeah, I'm just looking at like, half these like Michael Granlin's thirty. Like I remember when he's nineteen, he did the lacrosse goal. Like, remember that? Remember oh, that yeah. one? No, I remember I remember following like the Taylor and Tyler. I'd go I have the magazine dude. and I'm reading I'm reading the like the I watch TSN every day reading the hockey writers and i'm like this is so sick now for darren it's either taylor or tyler (laughs) i Um, think i don't know we could talk about it later i think it's whatever whatever the question we'll i'll bring back once we're gone through a bit a few of the picks i was gonna say the big storyline from what i remember from this draft taylor versus tyler um taylor hall versus tyler sagan the oilers had the first overall pick because the oilers always had the first overall this was game. the start of it i think right this was the start yes, of this was, that's the this process was, was like yakupov yeah. nuge mcdavid i think they you know what like then it kept going man like pull you yard it was just there was a who else they got nurse we talked about nurse last time there's so many guys they got from this draft that are in their core right now not yakupov um yeah and i mean that was the big story taylor hall versus tyler sagan uh the bruins had the second overall pick because that was was that the filled trade uh yeah so september 18th 2009 the exact date of this this absolute monstrosity uh it was the 2010 first round pick 2010 second round pick and 2011 first round pick for phil kessel uh it was a second overall in 2010 that's what it ended up being i think it's because <laughs> i'm assuming i forgot who the gm was at the time who did that trade but i'm assuming they thought hey uh they were going to be a good team next year and then you know like the the worst case scenario essentially happened and so that ended up being second overall. So that's the, or, or, yeah, it ended up being second last, I'm assuming. And so that's the second best pick and then the second best second round pick. And then it was ninth overall the next year, which ended up being Dougie Hamilton. Is this the, pre-Shirelli? No, I think this is Shirelli. I think this I is think, Shirelli. Is this a Shirelli master? Well, I mean, every, every badge, every like GM that's been bad now has had a good, uh, you know, Shirelli and like Holland. They've always had their ups and downs. Obviously, Holland is in the Hall of Fame. Well, and, every time I think if this is a well, third street podcast, I brought this up. Well, with Shirelli, it's like, and this was also, I think, Brian Burke trade with, when he was on Toronto. Brian Burke was a part and of Burke's this. had some Burke's. I mean, obviously, I'll give Burke what he did to the Canucks, like history. He's he, there's always, see, I'm telling you, like all the GMs who have bad trades now have always had good trades in the past. So, like, yeah, Ryan, Rav, you've watched a lot of hate Burkeys. Um, no, but I was gonna say with um, Peter Shirelli. Where it's like, yeah, you have like 
you know, the Phil trade where he leaves Toronto. And then you also sign Miko Koskinen to an extension. He signed uh, for HC Lugano. Uh, I think it was like today or a few, it was like a few weeks back, like during when the Oilers were in the playoffs, it was still, a, it was like out that he was going to sign in Switzerland. And then <laughs> it's kind of probably awkward for the whole team. It's like, Oh, this guy's just leaving us. I mean, he got a, he got a good contract. I can't blame him. I, and then I'm assuming he's getting money in Switzerland. Cause that's one of the best paying leagues. Is that Europe. a, is that a uh, we got to win a chip for this guy type uh, run? Like, where it's like, we know this guy's leaving. He's going to Switzerland at the end of the year. Like, the real backbone. Yeah. Of the locker locker room guy. It's like, we got to do it for him. For me. Uh, so many Mikos. Where is he? Miko Koskinen. Okay. I don't, he's not even coming up anymore. There he is. How many? How many? So you had the 2009 2010 contract. It was entry level with the Islanders. And then it was just the Peter Shirelli thing. Oh yeah. All right. So before we get too uh you know sidetracked here, um we're gonna go I think one to twenty one. We each get seven picks. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um Rab said he wanted to go third. So it's between Keith and I for the first overall pick. And Keith, I'm gonna let you have the first overall. <laughs> Because because you haven't been say, on, you can have it. No, no, you haven't been on the pod in a while. Yeah, you deserve it. You deserve it. You're the special guest. You also like called us out both for our last podcast. I, I, uh, the only one I think the only one I think I I I won't give you is the Morrissey over Pesci one, but I think the rest are very good arguments. And but I that was just like personal preference. And I'm this one I'm basing less off team fit. I'm basing more off the the player himself that's available yeah well yeah no i i did say i did i did message you both with uh with some some comments and i knew though some some feedback which we greatly appreciate some feedback of course of course always i did know i did know the fact that if i was to say this i have to come on the next one yeah i I respect the man who does that always one of these redrafts and so I do need to, I do have to, you know, I, I came out on smoke and now, now I'm here. So, um, so are you going, going right now? You're, yeah. Well, I was going to say, Keith, you're not one of those, uh, like wrestling heels who, you know, talks the talk, but doesn't walk the walk. <laughs> yeah. Then I just, I'll, I'll look for any way to, to get a count out win or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it's a real, you know. Yeah, it's a real kind of dick move to just like, yeah, this was not great, guys. And then just like, no, I'm not going to go on. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's good like, for this side. Okay, so I'll see you later. <laughs> first, first overall, Keith, uh, Edmonton's oh, pick. It was originally Taylor Hall. Hall. So uh, we'll talk about him, I guess, once we get to him. Once we but, get But I, <laughs> I, I was do I was, I worked on this for like a week and a half. Yeah, you put time, dude. Like, I only put like probably three hours. I decided that first overall to Edmonton is Mark Stone. Ooh, Mark, you did it. You did it. I knew I I thought you was gonna do it, but you did it. Mark, you you son of a bitch. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, man. Mark Stone has, I think he has to. Because, that's, you know, I, I will give you that, though. I, I will give you that. Uh, that's not an thing, argument. Right? Tyler Sagan. Now, we look at this now like back then. We didn't know it's Taylor versus Tyler. Tyler Sagan ha- has beaten Taylor Hall. 
Like I, like I think that's very. I I was having a conversation with Ian about this. I, I, that dude, Taylor Hall didn't have any playoff experience, and then he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it." Wins the MVP, and, and it gets in, his team into the playoffs. Given those five games, he's good in those five games. But it, you know, I feel like Taylor hasn't gotten the chance that Tyler has. But I don't know. That's maybe me. He's, ooh, that that's a that's the argument for another, later once we get to them. Yeah, for, for, I, for, the for, reason for, I couldn't put. Tyler first though is because he does have a wait he does have a cup but that's like rookie that's rookie Sagan didn't do anything yeah fuck the he's that bullshit didn't happen basically he's a Dallas star he's not he's not a Boston group yeah. he's a Dallas star um he had one good season in Boston and then after I think he was sent no off. the the peak, the peak of him in Boston was uh, <laughs> the, uh scratch uh, the, for party or whatever that fucking incident I would have pulled that one up where oh, well, you no, keep going. Where uh, what is the girls? Uh, yeah, it's the side. It's the side. Yeah. That's the piece. So there's that, and then there's the the picture of him in the stands where it says Sagan scratched after missing team breakfast. I think that's the other one. <laughs> that's a good one. Fair. Um, I listen. I had Mark Stone second. Mm. But okay, no, sorry. The reason Mark Stone is first though is he's the best. He's the best two way player. Former Selkie, yeah. right? If he slots in. Onto that top line, he's with uh with McDavid, and then say they they stack it. Imagine dry sidle McDavid, Mark Stone. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, finally that, somebody who would play some, some forward who <laughs> would play defense on the top line for the Oilers. What a concept. I think there was three guys I would let you have. I think anything besides those three guys, I probably would have shit in your face. But hmm. Mark my Stone, top, my top four, <laughs> I really like sat down and like stared at stats and like. Their overall yeah. careers, trying to figure out yeah. who number one is. Um, I ultimately decided. I think Mark Stone goes number one. Yeah. So Mark Stone uh, hasn't won the Selkie. He'll probably win it one day. He's been top five in voting five times. He could have. He's been top three in voting, including three of those being second places four times. If he was um, a center, he would have won it already. Yeah, that's the thing. He's he's the best defensive winger in the game. I think it's gotten to like I don't know if that's even debatable at this point. Well, I think his best, one of his best performances, at least the most like biggest spotlight performance, was the Colorado series last year, where I I don't know. I guess after game two, just like Tampa did this year, they just like okay, we'll we'll be good, and that's what that's what Mark Stone did, and he's been he's been their best player. I'd say like he's been their most consistent. I, I if there's if there's one to give him. So I think Mark Stone, Mark Stone goes number one. I yeah. I I think when Rav and I were doing uh, Olympic content before that got cut off, uh, I had Stone on and uh, on Canada's Olympic team. I think I think I did. did I I would hope I did. I I don't think I'm that dumb. I don't, it was a while ago now. I was like, it's fine. Like, well, I had like a real like defensive lineup. I think I had like Couturier, yeah. O'Reilly, and like yeah. Stone on like a line. I I, I don't a, know about. Kachuri and O'Reilly. I I was really more offensive. I just think just the game is more like obviously the game has evolved from what it was back in like I mean 2014. I mean, <laughs> I always think a defensive team. I think of what the fuck USA tried to do in the World Cup in 2016. But no, okay, we're I'm, okay. All right, <laughs> like that's a okay. I'll talk about that. Abdulkader made that team. Okay, um, we're, we're 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 you're really getting off track. Then, like that. <laughs> Oh, he's going to like always go to piss off me one once at least the podcast. Always go uh, to that. But yeah, no, Stone. I, I think it's a good pick. So yeah, I, I, I don't I give you have, that. 
top top line player I would have him on my team any day. Yeah, I think I but I really think with the what I presume is the top four for everyone, I feel like they all have an equally actually no top three. I think they have an equal yeah. case to at least exactly yeah. that's that's why I wasn't really like like the, I think the one thing that put me not have like in mind I did have Stone first. And that was the re- like the reason was just of like the other two they've been so like they were consistent for a good while there and then obviously I mean it's dropped off recently I guess the ice time has but also there's just their overall play, but Mark Stone he's he's really injury prone I think we saw this year he only got 38 37 games in, given he still got 30 points and it was still like decent but you know when he came back after long that long injury he wasn't really the same. Um, it's the injury proneness that really gets me. He's only, he's never had an 82 game season. He's had an 80 in Ottawa and then 77 in 2018, 2019, which he had 73 points his career high. So that, that's the reason why, but then it's also, you, you like you said, you got to look at this guy's also the best defensive winger in the game. And that's that you got to think about that, right? He does. He does more than his stats would suggest. That's I think that's a lot of players in this draft, to be honest. I think that's once I get lower down, especially with the, yeah, you really have to give them a, like a, like an eye test type look to really yeah. be like, oh, what well, that's his, that's his impact. Yeah. I think everyone who watched Mark Stone the playoffs last year, maybe not the Montreal series, because I don't know, that was like I guess some outlier. But the previous two series before that, he was great. All right, I got the second overall pick. I had this guy now going number one, full transparency. Austin from Toronto. <laughs> say it, just say it. It was Saint. Tarasenko is going second overall. <laughs> What? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I want you to go. Keep going. So that's yeah, originally say again. If I'm Vladimir Tarasenko is moving up 14 spots from number no, 16. No, he's not. No, God, no. Vladimir Tarasenko is one of the best snipers in our game right now. I'll give you that. Yeah. If you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna yeah. listen, of all like, the, yeah. all, of all the guys, like, I'm going high ceiling here. Like of all the guys with the with this pick. I love Tarasenko because of the fact that this dude shoots the puck, does have a bit of an injury history, asked to be moved from St. Louis. He won a cup with the Blues. He wasn't maybe the main reason. He wasn't Bennington or um, Miley, but he was still I, a big I would player. I would give him that. He was a really big – he, he turned was, it up where they needed him, especially yeah. in the Game 7. He was one of the best players on their team in the Game 7. Uh, uh, just because I watched that game a lot because <laughs> I like seeing Boston lose. But he's a, he was a great player in that playoff, so I don't think the, play, yeah. the stats showed it. So pretty much I had like Tarasenko one, two, because I think both like, depending on who you're looking for, both are very useful. Tarasenko. Fuck. Um, I I just think he's so, I just think he's so good as a sniper. So good as a shooter and God damn it. He's somebody I would love to have on my team. And that's why I would take him. Tarasenko. He's, he's finished top 15 in heart voting three times, actually. Um, multiple time all-star, obviously Stanley cup champion, um, at his peak, he's in like, he's given you 40. Uh, it's the injuries recently that have, I guess, tapered off, but like, then again, he comes back this season and has a career high leads his team in scoring. He's such a dynamic skilled winger. One of the most skilled wingers in this league. I always think, um, deceptively big too. He's a six foot, but he's like two twenty five pure meat, dude. This guy's an absolute fucking unit. And I don't know. He, he, I, I, don't, I, I have difficulties putting him second overall. I, I, I understand your argument of like 
I just, I just he don't has know. The, he has the fourth most point shares out of this class. He has the fifth Agreed. most points out of this class outside, like, and ahead of him are Jeff Skinner and Ryan Johansson. And I'm sorry, I wouldn't take either one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, not, I'll give rather, you that. I would rather, rather, I would rather have Tarasenko over both of those guys. I think two years, we're doing this draft two years ago. I'd be talking about Tyler Sagan and probably um, Hall differently. Um, before but, I let Keith talk, he was also the coverment of NHL 17, which I think should also be rec- like told here. That also that probably brings up two spots, but I don't know Keith. That increases know, your over, <laughs> that increases your overall by like ten at least. Oh, you get it's like the Madden curve. I had I had a Michael. I'll, I'll get to when I get to Mikhail Grand. Then I have another thing that brought him down. But yeah, you guys, you go Keith. I, think I just tough. think. I mean, no, it's true. Because if you imagine it right now, imagine the top line with Tarasenko in that in Edmonton, obviously. But I just think that first of all, Tarasenko wants out. I, I there's been reports like obviously now like considering their success this year, and there's been on and off reports saying he's fine with staying, but nothing conclusive like, like we've seen. It, is this but is this like the Jake DeBrus thing where it's like I want to trade? It's like all right, we'll work on it, and then. Just yeah, but I think this is more. I don't know. I've, he's always had such a history in St. Louis, and I think there's obviously something like there's probably part of him that wants to stay. And it recently has come out that he does, but I don't know how true that is. But yeah, you go, Keith. I will say, yeah. So yeah, Tarasenko going to. I had him going fifth. I think there's. I think there's the three guys I have ahead of him. I'm okay. are. I would say. Don't say it. Yeah. Don't say yet. Don't say yet. <laughs> but uh, I, just, I had him. I had I him. Think, I think his game. Tarasenko's game is so dependent on him being like being involved in the offense, like trying to make something happen. I feel like Mark Stone really gives like makes Mark an Stone, impact. Mark, Mark, makes Mark so Stone much is, of an impact. Mark Stone is a guy who makes his team better more than uh Tarasenko. Ter- yeah, exactly. I think that's Tarasenko fair. Yeah, yeah is like he's good like i think he i think he's definitely one of the best snipers in this in this class looking back looking back now 100 i think he is able to make you get in the game versus like if he's not on then you have to drag him into the game personally um i i can understand that i there it's I think he's definitely benefited. Like I know the shoulder sur- surgeries have held him back, and I think he's definitely benefited from the up, just the uplift of play. From he's played all over the place this year. He played like they had the Russian line with him, and uh, it was him, Buchnevich, and Barbashev, and then he was with Thomas and and Saad, and it was all over the place. He's all throughout the lineup this year, regardless of where he was. He's good. That that's why I think I, I don't I understand why you put him there. It's just I, it's I, it's a really high ceiling pick. I get it. And I get it. That that's what I said. It, and and, oh, and it's. It's it's like I don't know if like and like, I I'm also Sanko, like yeah I keep going sorry I was gonna say Tarasenko for like a, a a not insignificant stretch was like oh, fuck how do I describe he was a I would argue he's like top five winger in the league like I was gonna say I was gonna yeah. say at least top ten like for a stretch there and yeah, but no like forty goals in a time where you know scoring was on the up like up but like it, yeah, it was on its way up but still relatively let me pull up his stats from 2016 i think his like high yeah so in in, in in 2017 he led the team with 75 points and that was Jaden schwartz with 55 it's in this year where it's i think it was 82 him and then 75 it was either kairu or buchnevich 
So he's obviously got better teammates to work with this year, but at his prime, he was kind of carrying this team. So I, I understand the argument for him going second overall in this draft. Uh, but there you go. There, there, there's, a, there's the E-bomb. Uh, <laughs> there's the E-bomb. What's 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 better, that one or the the Demco one for me? The Demco fourth overall. Oh no, one. I no, I think I've blown. I think I've blown past. Um, like Demco, like <laughs> I think I've made like two or. That three, was a hot like, take, but I think that Demco one was also. I I I brought it. I brought some heat for that one too. I think this is also oh, yeah. is also such big bias though. Uh, I'll give you that one. It, it's biased because I I the eye test for me is like this guy's god, right? But I don't know. So I, I, I see where you're coming from here. Um, so, so okay, there so there, there you go. Big E. Uh, there's the E. Um, so third overall, Florida. That one was originally uh, Eric Gubranson. I think he has the worst plus minus in this draft. I, I can't check that for you. Actually, I can. Uh, I Eric Gubranson. I test would tell you he stinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, McDavid showed us this year he stinks. Oh, wow, I forgot. No, he's not. He's second last because the other guy, uh, unfortunately, played in Buffalo for a while. Um, but yeah, Eric Gubranson, 651 games. Or where? No, that's Tyler Toffoli. That, uh, 641 games, and he almost has 100 points to his career. Uh, 700 penalty minutes, and that's about all I can say he's been uh yeah canucks legend he got us pearson and then benny made us keep pearson for i'll leave that for another day but eric branson it it didn't work out uh same thing with bogosian as well like i don't know i don't know why teams are taking i think they were just looking for jovanovsky v2 and that just didn't happen (laughs) that's what my thought process well again i think i made this point before i'm sure i have where like in today's you know gabranson's still getting a contract where it's just like Teams like you have to go through like two or three different teams before they're really willing to give up on you. Yeah, like, like they're like, you know, and like, like, a decent like, year like, this year, which is I don't understand. And then the playoffs exactly. came, but but it's just like Nashville is like trading assets for Gabranson because like, okay, you yeah. might suck, but we have to make sure <laughs> that like we suck. You no, have to make, we're just, about this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Eric Branson went there. Uh, you guys haven't really – I've kind of went third just so my jaw would be a bit easier. It really isn't now. Um, but I, I think I'll, I'll stick to my guns here. I do have Taylor Hall over Sagan in this. Uh, the reasoning really depends on that MVP season and just the – I think that's uh, – I think I will go with Taylor Hall above Tyler Sagan. I, I think I, – again, I was talking about it with you, Ian, earlier. Uh, I, that MVP season, and then just like – how good he was in that, like considering Nico Heischer was like, I think 50 points and he had, he was second on the team in scoring. And then there's like a 40 point discrepancy there. I know I'm basing a lot off that one season there, but he was so good before too. He had multiple 90 point pace seasons in, in that, even in Edmonton during a time where they absolutely sucked. Right. Um, so I'm going to go with Taylor Hall there. Um, he, at, at his peak, this guy is a dynamic play driving uh, first line winger right now I would consider him a top six winger he had around 60 points 61 points in 81 games this year and he was shooting at a fairly low like clip for his standard he's shooting at 9.2 percent uh but last year when he came to Boston he was shooting at like 16 so I think his average if his average bumps up there you, you see more goals he gets around 70 points but I think he's a guy who can still give you 60 70 points um maybe 
I know he had to play with Charlie Coyle this year. Who's I think he was also in this draft, right? If I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, he, if he if Krejci comes back, who knows what he can be capable of? But <laughs> I'm gonna go with Taylor Hall there. But I don't know. What do you guys think? No, actually, I have at first. I kind of I kind of winced because I was like, I think t- t- or Tyler is like objectively better. Yeah, so. that's the thing. But, I, I, yeah, but I do have. I have Florida taking Taylor Hall as well because I think it doesn't make sense for them to take another center. You have Barkov and Lundell. And so then you kind of have those two. You're basically going to, there's enough like age overlap that they're going to, when Lundell's like at his prime, you'll get like a good one, two. And then he eventually takes over for Barkov. Yeah. I think if you imagine a top line of Taylor Hall, Huberdo and Barkov, that would literally be insane. You can move down, you can move down Giroux or Verhege, and then you just get like a nice, like more balanced team for yeah. sure. Um, no, I I have to agree. I have um to agree. the, the oh, before really good, really good pick for them. Before I let you speak, you know, I, I again I I said it earlier. It's just the it's kind of your argument here too, like the ceiling. And I think Tyler Taylor Taylor, fuck me. Taylor Hall at his best is a better player than Tyler Sagan was. Um, that's no disrespect to say again, but I and I understand saying it's a center and like I, in this draft with my my mock here, I have a lot of emphasis on centers and I, I give them the benefit of doubt over wingers and defensemen. This, but even still, Taylor Hall, what he did in that season shows what he was at his best. And if a team gets Taylor Hall at his best, it, it's it's a force to be reckoned with. That and even still, on playing on the second line with Charlie Coyle and Jake DeBrus not playing good for half the season and whoever else was even on that line. And I, Eric Halla. Eric Halla. He former 30 Halla. goal scorer, Eric Halla. Um, but yeah, if he, I, again, like he's, he's had such low quality teammates uh, throughout his whole career. I, it's the same thing. I think I've always said that even like three, four years ago, I was saying this with Tarasenko. I'm like, if he gets good teammates around him, he's going to be like, a good like a 40 goal score again he wasn't 40 goal score this year but he's leading his team in points he's over a point per game and we saw it this year and i think that's a similar case with taylor hall imagine if he was not on new jersey that year and he was on another team i don't know we'll see anyway you played for buffalo again or actually no i had this i had this talk with uh with calm my new roommate calm and <laughs> it feels like a friend of the pod friend of the pod it feels like a fever dream do you remember Taylor Hall playing for Arizona. I yeah, did. I did. We, we do because we went to that game. We went to that game, Ian. Arizona, Arizona and Buffalo literally it was like, wait, what, like, what, oh yeah, like true. What, what? Uh, he shot? Where was it? <laughs> we, What's the percentage? We, we, so, so like this was, I think, the last game Rav and I went to before COVID. It was two games before COVID because I think they played Tampa and that was it. That was it. It was fucking Phil Kessel, Taylor Hall. OEL. Darcy Probably. Kemper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it may have been Hutton playing that game. I could probably pull up the exact game. But yeah, and you keep going. Rick Talkett as the head coach of the Coyotes. And like, that was also to the DeFoley the, the trade to Vancouver. And he scored that game, right? Let me see. Yeah. And then the people who were behind us are like, oh, who's that? And it's just like, I think he's the new guy. <laughs> like, oh is he and it's just like oh it's kind of cringe but like that, <laughs> I mean, so yeah we 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 lost that game 
I think four two, which is unfortunate. Um, we we put off a pretty good comeback there, I would say. But it was, it was yeah, it, it was a fun game to watch. Darcy Kemper played Grady at thirty six saves. Uh, Vertanen was second star, and Soderberg was the first star. Big Vertanen. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. enough about I would, that. <laughs> I would I was gonna say for myself. Um, I had Hall above Sagan too, but like. Say here's the thing. Sagan has more points in like sixty more games played career games than Hall. Uh, Sagan has ten more point shares. Um, I don't think Hall's necessarily had bad teammates. I think he's had rough situations. Yeah, exactly. That's why I kind like, of alluded to that. But but, that, but but that's just it. Like he chose Buffalo. Like he willingly went to Buffalo and mm. got the bag. I also feel like Taylor, two things with Taylor Hall. One, I think he's a guy that us media or fans rate higher than actual people in the NHL do. Because if you look at the trades and like what Taylor Hall like has got for York is I mean Rochester next year, probably, right? Like there's he's not getting moved for much anymore. For guys so, so good as we think, but so yeah, it's like Hall, like Hall kind of seems like one of those guys that we value more than actual people in the NHL do like executives and such. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Also, you know, Rav and I, we talked about this last pod, Taylor Hall, you know, a guy who, you know, he, I think he got a bit of a draft stock bump because of his, uh, you know, Mem Cup run. Yeah, with Winter. That Spitfires run was, it was great. Yeah. I, think I, that, and that, I remember, I remember watching like whenever it came up, like, just like it was like, I'd somehow like get like get my eyes on like any of the mem cuff stuff, and I was just like, man, Windsor was like <laughs> cracked. Like what? Like this guy? Like yeah, this guy's insane. Like, yeah. They that? were o- they were OP before like OP was a term, hmm. but like they beat Plymouth. Where's Plymouth <laughs> now? Exactly. <laughs> um, and, 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 and like Taylor Hall, like I think Nate Nate McKinnon and Jerome were like the last of these guys who got like mem cup draft stock bumps, but yeah. like Taylor Hall, like. He definitely got a draft stock bump considering uh, he went back to back. Arguably the part of the last uh, dynasty in junior hockey. Arguably. Yeah. Um, I heard the Oil Kings are apparently a dynasty. I know they won. Oh, the, yeah. The just won now. Just won a couple days ago. Yeah. yeah. I heard they're Last like night, a kind Monday of insane night. team. Or they're kind of nuts. Pretty good. Um, you know, Dylan Gunther could have been a Canuck. Um, Sebastian Casa. Ooh. Red Wings goalie. Uh, they signed another goalie today, right? I don't know who that was probably his name, but they, they signed another goalie from Europe today. I don't know who that's going to be. Probably the um, just replacement after the season. Yeah. Um, um, are we yeah. good with Taylor Hall there? I I, I think there, this is a – I'm happy that we did this draft because this one's much – like I think we have a consensus top three and then like it drops and then we can do whatever. But this one, I like the ones that are, are much more different like we can debate on. Um. Number four is the Columbus Blue Jackets pick. They took Ryan Johansson. BC's own. Vancouver's own, I think. Vancouver's own. So, um, so Keith, you, you have the fourth overall pick. Yeah, so we've come back around. This makes it so much easier now. They're, they picked Tyler Sagan. And I think the one thing I will say, though, about the Taylor-Tyler debate, the reason I have Tyler over Taylor is because I agree. I think MVP Taylor Hall is the best obviously won an mvp 
but it's the He's best a... season between the both of them, like peak of their powers, 100%. Yeah. I think the fact, though, that T- Tyler Sagan has been able to hold, if you look at his stats, he holds close to point per game. Yeah, like, for like at least seven seven years, right? The last two seasons, I would make the argument, I think is what really sticks with people. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, like he's good, but like, you know, he kind of, it's kind of tailing off a little bit, right? He's and also having like, kind of the, the Seth Jones thing where you told me last time, which I, I kind of had. I'm happy Ian took Seth Jones earlier than I was going to take him. So I, it was kind of, because I, I was giving him a lot of bad bias there. But so has- that, I think I think that kind of weighs in everyone's mind a little bit. I so I just think that like you do have yeah like the high the high the idea of high ceiling. I I think Taylor Hall his ceiling is higher than Sagan. But I think it's more consistent. It's the consistency for me. I but, think with, with Sagan you have a higher floor. That's true. That's true. That's actually because even right now where he's not too good, like he or he's not as good as he was. I shouldn't say that he's still good. Um, it's, he's still getting 60 points a season and he, he was playing with Rick bonus who, who like all, you know, all luck to him, happy trails. Cause I know he retired, but, uh, I, I feel like under, <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to, I don't know. Isn't that like Lil, a saying? No, so it is. That's a part of the interruption. That's where I heard it from. That's where I heard yeah. it from. I used to watch that stuff all the time. It comes on with the gym too. So I just like, I, just, I always remember those, but you know, I, I think Taylor, Hey, fuck me, dude. <laughs> Taylor, Tyler, Taylor, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan at uh, he has been more consistent, right? Keith said that. I think the re I, I already don't I'm not gonna go back to what I was gonna and say because it's just repeating. At least with also Columbus here, like it addresses a team need, the top line center playing with Nash during that playing with uh Patrick Line. I all in my notes it just says Line plus Sagan, or it says Plus a different player, and then plus Ken Johnson, and then just a thumbs yeah. up. Um, <laughs> I so the reason I had him like second is like I, mean, I think it made sense for Boston at the time. They maybe I don't know. I guess like it kind of maybe like they're looking in the future. You know, you don't know if Bergeron Krejci stay. So you get this guy, and also like obviously there's the Savard thing where Savard can play, so he could be like their Savard replacement and. He's essentially an all offense guy. You're not really getting much defense from him. But I mean, yeah, he's, I, he's originally, good. yeah, I, I originally had him going second, which I thought Ian was going to say he goes. Second. <laughs> and then he pulled the terrorist tank going. I mean, second. fair play, fair play. Oh, yeah, no, I think, I think now, like, if you really look back at it, Boston holding on to Sagan now, Boston would be a totally different team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sagan. Uh, yeah. Sagan was on the Plymouth Whalers that year. Mm hmm. What are they? No, what aren't they like? They are Flint, right? Is that uh, what are they? What are they? Doing? Uh, well, um, they you know they were a takeoff of the Hartford Whalers. Um, now, yeah, they're in Flint. Hmm. Nice. Let's go, Flint, Michigan. But shout out Flint. They got good water. They got flavored water. <laughs> okay, Nadelkovich played for that team. Keep going. Holy shit! Um, no, but um, yeah, like this. I was just, I'm just thinking, yeah, like this is this makes this makes it a lot easier to pick for Columbus. Yeah, like the fact that they get Sagan, top line center, pair him with Line, could even re- like get Line going to back to like rookie season Line, like 40 goals. Even though, yeah, like I felt like he had a nice bounce back season. Yeah, he was good this year. The injuries. Just imagine, yeah, like now you have like a true like offensive 
weapon, like a real a solid playmaker for a guy like Line A. I think furthermore to add to that, like imagine, you know, does Rick Nash stay if he's Sagan's there throughout that like whole span, you know, you never know. I don't know. Uh, no, like, I think they both would have been the they both get traded. I think that's yeah, actually the best case scenario. You're right. That's the most likely scenario is that they both most get like, mo- Most likely and good for both players if they get moved out of Columbus. Hot yeah. take. Um, by the way, forgotten star Rick Nash. I, I it's don't... unfortunate because he is so good. It's, it's he was he so is... good. Bro, he's I've, had, I've, had, I've said this so many times before, but like, I think he's gonna go down as like one of the like the forgotten stars. Is he in the hockey hall of fame? Because I there's a good case for it, just not yeah. like the only reason I think you'd give him a look is because he's like the face of Columbus. Like they came into they came into the expansion and then they're like Rick Nash. Are like, either no, one of you guys on uh, the it's Rick only Nash. one one? Sorry, uh, you go. Are, are either one of you guys on the Rick Nash Wikipedia page right now? Because I just turned I just went on to it. Don't oh, go on it now. Oh, I was gonna. I say. didn't look at it. I didn't see it. Um, see his it first name, his full name, according to Wikipedia, is Richard McLaren Nash, which is kind of a badass Canadian. That's hard. That's hard. Um, but yeah, it's it's an unfortunate situation he was in. He's so good. At, uh, I think the reason he won't get it is just because he he has that one award where he shared the 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 trophy, the Maurice Richard three ways. I forgot. I was getting on someone else, but. Kovalchuk. It was good luck, Kovalchuk. Yeah, good luck, Kovalchuk. So Chris Kreider could run. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> the Islanders are up at five. Um, Islanders <laughs> at fifth. They took so, Nino so, Niederreiter. So um, the Islanders um, are still a awful franchise at this point. Uh, let me, let me they, see their team. They have, they have no. Um, there, there's not a lot of hope. Um, they're still trying to figure out a new arena. Um, <laughs> Rick DiPietro, I think, might is this like the last? So Tavares led the team with fifty four points, and then it was Mark Streit at forty nine, or actually Kyle Close at fifty two. It uh, was Rollison, Biron, and DiPietro. They all played. It was fifty games, twenty nine, then eight for Rick. The squad, the boys. Um, they all had this insanely was... negative goals saved above expected. It is it's absurd. This was um, yeah, uh. Started so this is the 2010 draft, but he started the next season apparently healthy, in, according to Wikipedia, and worked in a platoon tandem with Dwayne Rollison. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Um, um one thing about Nino Niederreiter before uh, we get into the pick, I think in his first full, like kind of full season, he had I think he played 55 games and he had one single point. I actually like Niederreiter. He was like he's, he's like of- really carved out a role for himself recently. I don't know. If, let me see if his contracts up. He has carved out a, a good role for himself recently, especially with Carolina. And he's always, you know, been known for coming up big time when you need him. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. his contracts up this year. So see, uh, he's not getting five two five. Uh, I don't know what Chuck Fletcher is thinking of that, but he's not getting that. Listen, I Niederreiter bounced around. He wasn't. The island, the Islanders are so dysfunctional at this point. Um, <laughs> they're so all over the map. Uh, you can't trust anything they're doing. With that Jeff, being, Michael with, Grabner at thirty-five goals. With that being said, I here here's who. So here's who's on the board right now. I think for picks. Um, ah, God, you could go so many different ways. There's here. like three guys I think that are arguable so, here. So I'm going by po- looking at point shares here of guys who aren't already taken. Freddie Anderson has the second most, 82.3. 
Uh, Justin Falk has 63.5. Cam Fowler at 61.1. Jeff Skinner, 62.6. God, there's so many, like, there's such a, I think there's, I think it's such a close draft class, I'd say. Like, that's really weird. They're all good in their own right. And it's like, I don't know what, what team would need. It's, Mm. Well, the oh. problem is that this is again, this is an Islanders pick. You like need a rider where they're gonna trade two or three years later. So like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> um, what do you have? What do you got? I I dog. Are, are we thinking like a little little Jack Campbell? Speaking of recency bias, um, okay, please, 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 please pick someone. Not Jeff Jeff Campbell. Jack Campbell. I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Uh, I, yeah, it can't be, it can't be more off the board than that unless you go with Jeff Skinner or Cam Fowler. Okay, let's be honest. Scott totally take Cam Fowler. No, um, fuck. It, it's hard. I'll give you that. It is hard, but I have a set list now, so it was just the top three in the last part. That was kind of hard for me. I feel like it's very easy. Yeah, that's is what there- I feel like. This- I, I think so. Yeah, I would say I'm it's kind of easy. Just go, 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 go. Okay. Yeah, you got anything? Yeah, I, 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 will, I, I will do Freddie Anderson purely because of the fact. No, no, here's the thing. Because the Islanders don't have a fucking goalie. Then Rolly. Then Rolly. The way Rolly is in his fucking 30s. They're, they're throwing. <laughs> Out at the, like this unco- the season afterwards, they're throwing they need out. Evgeny Nabokov. They, they did get him for a bit, didn't they? Right? Oh, my God. They- oh, yeah. The next year, they had six goalies play. Uh, Miko Koskinen played, Kevin Poulin played, Dwayne Rollison, Rick DiPietro, Al Montoya played the most, which was or actually no, it was Rick DiPietro played the most 26 games. Rollison and Montoya were tied with, tied with 20. And then Nathan Lawson got 10 games, and his only real highlight was that Kyle Turris scored the kick goal against him, and he smashed his stick. Okay. Freddie Anderson. He's the best goalie in this class to me, personally. Um, I think if yeah. you play Freddie Anderson career, like, you know, if you do it 10 times, I think the one that he's played now is, like, <laughs> is okay. the most likely. If he, like, I wish he was more healthy. Like, I That's, wish Freddie was, yeah. I, I, I wish Freddie was more healthy. Um, I wish fucking uh, Travis Dermott did a shoulder check against the Blue Jackets in the Game 5 qualifying series so that he didn't leave Freddie out to dry and at least lose that. Listen. He also did Game 6. That wasn't, that wasn't Freddie. That was Jack. But he did Game 6 against Montreal where he did a spinorama. Yeah. He's a Canuck now, so I have to like him, but still. And this, like, Freddie, I, I, I think he's a, you know, the so, last few years in Toronto, they weren't the reason why they didn't advance. Uh, he went to Carolina this year, wasn't healthy. Um, fucking, he's, fuck, like, the Islanders um, need a goal. <laughs> he would have been perfect, eh? And he, he would have at least, you know what, he would have at least given the fans <laughs> hope and the idea that a goalie savior is on the way, which I think Islanders fans would have looked for any positive note. I have a, I have a few quirky stats about him. What's one? He's in in Danish all time Danish NHL scoring. He's top ten. And, and, um, and here's the, and here's here's the here's the other thing. Here's the other thing with with Freddie. Um, I I'm not the guy who likes to pick based on need. I, I'm usually the guy who's you know best player available. This is a total need pick for the Islanders. 
Because yeah. the Islanders don't have an actual real goalie until Sorokin now. Really, it's Sorokin and Verlamov like the past three years. Where they I had was going to say movie. Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard, but that was only like one year, two years, right? And like, and he was so good in that span. And like, obviously, he had his own resurgence, just like from all like the stuff that he had to go through. Um, so, but it's like I think we're now I think we kind of have like Sorokin set. Which is like the first time they've had like actual, you know, they actually have something for the future to look forward to. They, before is Rick and Al Montoya. Rick Al Montoya and fucking Rollison, who like is in his like late thirties, forties, who's not an option, not an option. He's not a credit. Wayne Rollison <laughs> walked so Mike Smith could run, dude. <laughs> Um, um actually, so, so Frederick uh, Anderson, I sorry, what are you gonna say? He's my pick at five because like um again, the Islanders are I don't like you. The Islanders are a poverty franchise at this point. <laughs> uh okay. they get a they, they get a goalie. I'm, I'm, so, I'm Frederick Anderson. Let me pull it up here. Frederick Anderson in all situations in the regular season was third and goal saved above expected. Only two above him were Vasilevsky and Shesterkin were the, the two best goalies in the league. Um, he, it, it, it really is the injuries that I still, I had him here or I had him fourth in mine. I'll be honest. I had him fourth. Um, the reason I had him maybe like, he could have been higher. I'd say, cause I think when he's so, like at his peak, he's so good. It's just the injuries that we don't know. Like when obviously saw in Toronto in the last year where he was injured the most, like most of the season, obviously soup dude came in and saved him. But when he actually is healthy, he's so good. It's just, and we saw it this year with the injuries, like, yeah, you know, he, he's been so good in the playoffs. You don't, you wonder what, like what happens in game seven or what happens in those games where, you know, Ronta, obviously Ronta was injured last game, but in, the, but in game six, do they win that game? Does Freddie steal one? Cause Freddie, in the playoffs has stolen games, but he's, I don't know. It's, it's an unfortunate. His his defense, his defense in Toronto was so awful. He had Marinson. Yeah. They're throwing out. He went in this draft actually. They're they're throwing out just like still throwing out Justin Hall. Now. Diego played. They're they're throwing out um, Ron Hainsey. They're throwing out Ron Hainsey out there. Like old Roman Polak out there. And you know, good luck, Freddie. Uh, yeah, um, I, I kind of, I think I, I don't know if you guys heard, uh, he's top Keith, 10 Keith in hates eight. This. Keith hates <laughs> this, which is fine. But, <laughs> Do you not you like know. it, Keith? I'm, I'm going to use my, I'm going to use my Tampa Bay time to, to explain. <laughs> um, uh, so last thing before, I guess we move on to my pick here. Um, where is it? Oh yeah. So I kind of touched on it, but he's top 10 in danish scoring in the nhl like all time which i find funny <laughs> this, given there's like i can probably name the like i can just i will ehlers bjorkstrand franz nielsen franz nielsen that's probably it's probably franz nielsen's probably first still unless Ehlers is probably taking that over pretty quick here i'd assume um so you took uh Fucking <laughs> forgot. I, okay, no, I guess I, I thought I actually I thought I had the six pick, but the next one. Okay, um, boys, like really, really, yeah, like Anderson, yeah. I'm just I'm like. You oh. also have to think about how you also have to think about how valuable goalie when done right, like a a good goalie is more valuable than fuck it, like. I would yeah. say like I, I would say like the most valuable thing you can have is an elite goalie. Oh, 100%. and then 
I mean, I, I talked about it. Sorry, I talked about it in the last one. That's why it's sorrow so high in the last one. That's why I have Demko yeah. so high. I, I, I've always been of that notion where a goalie can save you. You know, a good center can't save you throughout, like, but a good goalie can. Vasilevsky has saved so many games where Tampa hasn't played well, given they have a good team, but he can save games. Freddie can save games. He's done in the playoffs. He's done in the biggest situation. So is Demko. So is Soros. That's why I have them so high. That's why Ian did too, I'm assuming. Anderson, just to me, in total, he gives me this. I'm not a, a he he's had game breaking moments. It's giving bad. It's he, <laughs> he he's give he has game breaking moments 100 and he had a good he had a good stretch like one one thing i have i have a i have a big problem with goalies now where um you'll you look at a goalie for like one or two seasons and then you buy in right away i i hate that so canucks did and it worked though it works in some cases but then like bob it does, you know i mean he's he was fourth he in have like it's i've always put it towards like the matt murray like Flurry, Matt Murray, Tristan Jari, like that stretch of goalies where Flurry goes down or he's not he's not having a good playoff series. They put in Matt Murray, he basically wins it for them. Cool. I'm not I'm not saying that's a that's a ba- like it's a bad goalie. Kind of like Bennington now, you think? Like that. Oh, I was when I was looking at the stats for Bennington, I it, thought it's... about it, but it, he he had an okay. I think he had a nine ten. He had a good. He had a decent year, and he was good in the playoffs before the the Kadri Rosen thing, right? I just think I, it's like I'd put him in the same realm as like Darcy Kemper. It's like oh, you have. Yeah. No, I, I would. You could go. No, 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 no. Yeah, I I stayed silent. I, I stayed silent. <laughs> and well, I, like, well, the other thing with well, the other thing I find with goaltending is that goaltending is like random. Hockey is random. Like the NHL is random. Like. It, it's it's random to an extent where like if you could find any consistent goaltender like if you can yeah find any i think sort the of... pinnacle of like consistent goalie is like henrik lundquist like that is probably the pinnacle like that's, or that, that's like consistent elite goaltending i'm thinking like kemper is like above average yeah, and like yeah, Bobrovsky. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying about Anderson. And Anderson, like, I think, is like a, a tier above uh, Kemper, at least, if so not two. What I would like, say is like, like good goal, good, consistent goaltending. Maybe in like, it, like you say, Keith, if you can find like three seasons, three seasons of like consistent, strong goaltending, I would rather invest in that than. Wait, no, but that's that wasn't the point I was making. The point I was making but, is. Is Flurry Flurry had a bad season? Murray stepped in, and then Pittsburgh was like, "We're all in on Murray." They shipped out Flurry. They gave him. The yeah, I think that I think I think that and was a mistake. Matt Murray had a bad season. They took over. So right now it's Jari's turn. Like we bought into Jari. They shipped off Matt Murray. Like I just think the idea of like you're I, Pittsburgh is lucky. They are lucky they had that, Jari. The yeah. Right after. Yeah. So oh, that, but that stretch you, you took like Flurry also. He's been super consistent, right? So you had you had maybe like a, a bad playoff stretch that really sat like poorly with the fan base and I guess with management enough that you, you're willing to put him in the expansion draft because you buy into this young guy who just carried you, right? Not saying not saying that Matt Murray was bad or like that's obviously that's a good thing. He just carried you there. But he had one I... season and then he has like a bad stretch in the playoffs. And they're like, let's put in Jari. Oh but my gosh. 
he got us that he got us at least closer. They shift out Matt Murray. And now, right now, if we're in the Jari territory where maybe they keep going or whatever not. They they, uh, they, 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 they they're so lucky. They're so but, lucky that Jari worked out. But so, I think you're kind of, I don't know, I think you're kind of like past the point where like Fred hasn't had that bad stretch where it's been like three years of like bad goaltending. Fred's been had one really oh, bad no, year. No, no, no. And that's, that's also, why we no, have that 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 that, that I, I, point is a point to explain why I don't like goalies down. No, that that's that's a fair I point. Say, I the just, thing I would say about Anderson right now is it, it gives me like it's like it's a great goalie, hundred percent. I'm not saying he's a bad goalie. Like he's a great goalie and he's had a good stretch. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's fallen off. I'm not saying he was good and that was bad. Right? This year is his best year I think in his career. But what I'm saying his- is I think personally it's just like. He he has game breaking moments, but it's like you wouldn't like you wouldn't like build this. I, you wouldn't build a team around right now. I would build. I if if I was given oh, like you no, you wouldn't. You have to, I, no, if no, if I, I listen, I if I have the Tampa Bay Lightning and I, I need a goalie, and it's like, uh, and if Freddie Anderson's the best, I wouldn't go out of my way to shop for a higher goalie than Freddie Anderson. I'm sorry, like I think that's good. I maybe. Hmm. I, I, mean, I probably I probably would have a few years ago maybe looked at like you know building around Freddie Anderson when he was, I think you know, in his I know it's a when, small when, when he was still well when, like when he was like like an NFL quarterback prospect where it's like it's more hype than actual substance but you still have the belief because you still we haven't seen enough um evidence that he's bad. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's where like Keith might be right. Whereas like he hasn't had that many games. I think he's only had like twenty games, but he's been so good in those games, right? And I think we have to give him give him that. I know a lot of those are bubble games, which I mean I don't know if the, the bubble games don't count, but like the any other time he's been in the playoffs, it's not been his fault. It's just been the team around him. But you had to play with Anaheim and, and the fucking bullshit in Toronto, right? Um, maybe if he's given like we, I'm so like sad for I, the guy I, because I, like, the this year I, was meant to be the chance for him, really. I think if the Islanders in 2010, if you tell uh, Garth Snow, GM of the Islanders at the time, <laughs> if you tell him, hey, here is this goalie who you're going to, you know, you're going to have to be patient with because, like, he's a goalie. He's not going to, like, be great right away. But you have at least 10 good years, possible Vesna caliber years, with this fifth overall pick. I think he would say yes in a heartbeat and he would take that over other guys here because of how important filling that goal. Yeah. That, I'll give you that. Garth snow is that's a Garth snow pick. If anything, he, I don't think he cares about how many goalies he has. Obviously you could see the next season. He had five play, right. And no one played over 30. So, I mean, I don't think it, I think if it, it gives stability, it would give, it would have given New York stability oh, throughout yeah. that course. And the, that's, I think the gives issue. you stability. I, I mean, also not to say that I, I, I didn't, it's not that I didn't pick him in this thing too. He's, he's somewhere in my draft cores. I just think it's, I. Hey, you and I, you and I think differently. You and I yeah, build differently. Look, he took Vlad second, man. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. Also, I just is... realized Vladimir Guerrero is like the most Russian name and like the most like the Dominican name ever. <laughs> like it just combined. I just thought that was so funny. I saw that the other day. I never even thought of that, but keep going. <laughs> No, that's all. That's all I have. So, um, so, let's move so, on because we've so spent. That, a we'll get through this draft. Yeah, we're gonna. All right, so that's the fifth pick. Let me go. Let me like, go. And, 
we're like uh, an hour six. into recording this. Uh, <laughs> As, six pick, Rav. Who do you have? Uh, six. That was originally Brett Connolly. He's a guy I always thought would be good. Um, oh, had I, good... I had I had Brett Connolly stock. Uh, yeah, him, I think him, I, him and him and Devin Setaguchi with the Cougars back in the day with the Prince George. I didn't Cougars have Setaguchi because I remember he did the, he did the thing in the shootout with Carey Price. I remember he just fell over and then the game was over. That's why I'll, I'll always yeah. have that. That's the only memory I've ever Setaguchi had. Um, at his best, uh, Brett Connolly has been a fifty-point guy. Um, he's won a Stanley Cup in Washington. He, he's a good player. Obviously, this year he wasn't really too good, and the, the only real highlight was that he injured uh, Tanner Kiro. Unfortunately, that was a pretty bad hit. I think he got suspended for that. I'm assuming. I can't remember. Not even really a highlight, to be honest. Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So he's kind of. I think he's with Rockford most of the year, where he is near point per game. But yeah, I mean, you play in the show, you win a chip. I, I can't really, can't really complain. Um. Yeah, obviously didn't work out. Um, I'll go through it much. <laughs> try go through it quicker. I think I'm hoping this is not that off of a pick. Um, I pull up everything here, but I'm gonna go with um sixth overall pick, moving up 20 spots from 26. I'm gonna go with Yevgeny Kuznetsov. Um, Yevgeny Kuznetsov is the top line center, especially he's probably gonna be next year with Backstrom out. Um, for most of the season with the hip thing. Um, at at, at his best, he's a great great offensive center he's he's also so underrated on the like the defensive side too i don't think he gets enough credit for that uh, he's a penalty killer for them and he's he's actually effective on it which is absurd you wouldn't think that especially like there's not many russian centers i could think of that are effective on the penalty killer one is like anisimov who i don't think he's even in the league right now this but, sounds like some real Don Cherry talk. Like, I didn't think yeah. a Russian center could be effective on a penalty kill. No, but Jeez. I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to think of that. Like, I'm not trying to be like that, though, you know. <laughs> but it's, it, you know, you think of Gino, you think of, you think of all these fucking like high skill, elite, high skill elite players. Yeah, high school. I mean, Dotsuk's obviously like, okay, maybe Dotsuk's like the anomaly where he's actually probably second or best defensive center ever. ever. Um, again, he's Kuznetsov. Um, from the youngest age has been in my head because uh, in the world juniors, first of all, he's one of the best like Russian world junior players of all time. So I think that should also be maybe, maybe it's, I know it's a draft thing, but that should be taking into account. Like he's, he was so, he's so good internationally. I know he's, he's still banned. I'm pretty sure. Right. Because, because the cocaine, no, he, he took the cocaine incident. I think he's still <laughs> oh, banned. That's too, that's too, that's too. He's still banned from the cocaine incident. Um, but when you're getting Evgeny Kuznetsov, you're getting this skilled um, first-line center who can give you 80 points. I think the inconsistency over his career has kind of been all over the place. They're, so it's kind of affected. Like the, there's like 77-point season, down to 59, up to 83, and then it's kind of it got more consistent. The, I won't give him the, you know, the bubble COVID years because I was kind of all fucked. But last year, 79 games, 78 points. 24 goals, 54 assists. Like it, he's continuing to be a top line producer. Um, he, in a, in the year they won the playoffs or the playoffs, I mean they did win the playoffs. In the year they won the cup, he was, or you could argue he was their best forward. He had 32 points, in 24 games. And I think he's, if I pull up his contract, I can't find it right now. But yeah, he's a he's on a decent contract. I, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I think it's a good pick. I, I, I'll I'll just say I'll just say I had him sixth. I had him like like, I had him, I, like like this is where I had him. I had him fifth. Uh, remember two years ago when um, Washington was going to ship him out because everybody hated him. Like that, after that I, shitty bu- after that shitty bubble performance, it's like, well, this was awful. And then they went to go blame like 
because they're not going to blame Ovechkin and they're not going to blame Backstrom. They're not going to blame Oshie. So it's like, hey, let's blame the Russian center. Yeah, he, he has been a scapegoat for him, unfortunately, but I'm, I'm happy that he's still playing. He was like, to start the season, he was arguably a top five player like the first 20 games. Like he, he's, he is good at his best. Um, I had him like fourth. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's actually fair. I, I had him fifth just because I wanted Freddie over him. But I also yeah, I I had him going fourth and he would have slid down to seventh. I think now that we look at this like retrospectively, is like when I think of Tampa Bay though, because then you have like Stamkos points Sorelli. And then Kuznetsov. So then you kind of yeah, points like, on the points on the third line of uh right now in the practice. So like you can show yeah, you, you right now. This, you get this like just like a bit of a log jam of like really great center. I don't know if Vinny was still on the team when this draft happened. I can't remember, but yeah. You I think keep both going. Vinny and St. Louis were still on the team. Yeah, I think, uh, let me pull it up. Will you keep going? No, I, I think it's a fair pick. Yeah. Uh, I really, I, I really, I like him. I, I, you know, really good podcast content. I agree with everything you said. Uh, I, I, I have no counter to any yeah. of what you, what you discussed. Um, but I, I think he's so good, man. It, it, I know, like, I always told you, like, hey, from a young age, this guy, like, has traumatized me. But, like, he's, he's at such a dynamic, like, he, it's just, it, I think I obviously said, like, he doesn't get probably enough respect on the defensive game. I think he's even gotten selfie votes before somehow, some way. Yeah, in uh, 2016, he was 19, I mean, 19th in heart voting. And hey, then uh, Luke Glendening got Luke Glendening got a fucking uh uh selkie not a selkie. I mean JT uh, Miller got one this year too. Yeah, so, he got a selkie. So oh. like anything's possible with the Um voting. but before yeah, before we go Keith, he's also a, a great faceoff winner. He's probably like when Baxter's out there, he's their best. Maybe Dowd, but like come on. Like are we going <laughs> to are we going to do that? But yeah, he, he's also like mm, yeah, he doesn't really get enough respect on the defensive side, I think, just because, like, you know, you think of Russian center, besides Dotsuk, you really just think of, like, scoring guy Gino. Oh, yeah. I I really thought, Ian, you're going to put Kuznetsov with the Islanders. This is just one thing. Retrospectively, no. Because then you have Barzell, Kuznetsov, then you can put Wallstrom in there. Too. Like, you can just, yeah. like, flipping around. Yeah, oh, no, we don't know I, about... no, listen, Keith, I, I, I want I think to... <laughs> I want you to know very clearly <laughs> whoever the Islanders would have taken with their pick would have been moved oh. so quickly. Like, <laughs> I know I, like, I appreciate like right now, like if Jason was on the Islanders, Kuznetsov would be on his fourth team. If he was like right now, if he was drafted by the Islanders, he'd probably You'd be, be with playing, the Canucks. He would be, he'd, with be the Canucks. he'd be in, he'd be in Minnesota. Like, he'd be in he'd Seattle. Be yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, um, <laughs> And that's not to say anything about Kuznetsov. That's more just indicative of how I feel about the Garth Snow. It's <laughs> just Garth Snow. And now Garth, with Louis. Garth Snow. Um, fucking remember, like be, I think Jack Capuano was the last coach for JT with the Islanders. Yeah, he was. He was. That's yeah. okay. okay. Um, let's let's. Um, I think we all so, agree on that one. I think we can move down to number yeah, seven can. here. So go um, keep. Oh, you got. So seven. number seven was Carolina. The original pick here was Jeff, Jeff Skinner. Skinner. Will you go with him? But he does not go to Carolina. I have moving up eight spots. I have Jaden Schwartz going to Carolina. There we go. That's that's like the first big one here. <laughs> no, Jaden Schwartz. Okay, here's also. Here's the thing I was going to bring up earlier with like, um, we're talking about points per se- like points per game. 
is when I was looking at this, I was looking at some of them and I was like, these seem like pretty low totals. Like it was like messing with me. But you also have to look at games played because if you look at games played and the points, if they're like relatively close to each other, that's, you can kind of roughly extrapolate that to be point per game. Like if you're like 59 and 70 games, like that's that's really good production. Let me see. So Jaden Swartz, yeah, in his highest season, 27-2018, he averaged 0.95 points per game, and it was 0.84 in 2015 and 0.8 in 2020. And I guess I this is another one I really sat on. I was like, who's better? Jaden Schwartz or Jeff Skinner? Prime Jeff Skinner. It's the same thing as Mark or Mark Stone. Prime Jeff Skinner was better than Jaden Schwartz, 100 percent Like I I I I'd even say last season Jeff Skinner was better than Jaden Sports. Jeff Jeff Skinner, looking at this now, has never been to the playoffs. Jaden Schwartz has had some good playoff runs. He's also been more consistent. And I just I just think he's they're the same player basically. Um, Jaden Schwartz, uh, you go. Ian, I think you probably have better. (laughs) I didn't. I wasn't expecting that. I had Jaden Schwartz 17. Uh, I had Jaden Schwartz. <laughs> let me see. One, two, three, four, five. I had Jaden Schwartz 13th or 14th. I can't tell. Um, Jaden, here's the thing. Jaden Schwartz. I think you're a Seattle guy, you know. Let's see if we, yeah. Uh... I mean. I, you only I, had one I, season no, of buy Here's the thing. Ron Francis signed Jaden Schwartz to what, a five-year, <laughs> $5 million deal? $25 million over five years? Yep. I wouldn't do that deal. I'll oh, be honest. The, that's I, the whole point. I mean, Jeff Skinner is sitting but, on a nine million dollar bag. I wouldn't do that either. I'm not points. saying. I'm not saying. That, I'm not saying that's a valuable contract. What I'm saying is that I think at this point, like at at this point of the draft, I think a lot of these players are more or less interchangeable. Like I like I I like I think you could make like between like you know Joe Hansen or Brendan Gallagher or like Tyler Tafol like just throwing out like other names that are on the board here. Mm, I think that's arguable. I think some of those are arguable, pretty arguable. Yeah. I I think you could argue like interchange some of these guys and like more or less you get the same result. Jaden Schwartz got a decent shot i think i think the reason he got uh that big contract was it him or wenberg who had like what a 17 percent shooting percentage oh i'll pull it up but you keep going jane schwartz like like the reason jane schwartz got his big contract was because he had a an, an, a, a uh, replaceable not not, not really not repla- yeah. but it was like around 14 percent in 2020 and then i mean the next year wasn't really too good right in like the the COVID year where he had 40 games, he had 21 points, eight goals, 7% shooting or 11% shooting. Okay. So yeah, like 10% is a pretty sustainable number. The point is, is that like Jane Schwartz, I'm pretty, I thought Jane Schwartz, maybe I'm thinking of Wenberg who like one of them. I think it is Wenberg. I'll pull it up. Probably, probably Wenberg had a like a really high shooting percentage. Point is those guys, I think are interchangeable. Jeff Skinner. It was Wenberg. It was Wenberg. 21%. Yeah. That's unsustainable. Jeff Skinner, dude, like, like fucking speaking of highs and lows. Like that right. dude, like is like the most inconsistent dude, and it's like I like. I think, but I will say, originally, if 
it's I think it's Anderson because Anderson moves the entire my entire list. Oh down. yeah, totally, totally. No, 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 but you get that a lot. I had Schwartz. I had Schwartz going higher than Skinner. Skinner would have went the exact same place. He would have went right back to Carolina. I had Schwartz uh, going to Tampa Bay. Um. Okay. So yeah, so, Schwartz, I think, I think they're exactly the same thing. They're interchangeable. Um. Really, you can put them in the same spot. I uh, there's I think there's just fuck dude. I I I'll be honest. Maybe Ian's right about like you get to the point maybe where like you can interchange a bunch of these guys. I still think there's two consensus guys that are over Jaden Schwartz and then that one of them is Jeff Skinner. Um, I, I understand. I, I think Schwartz is more coachable than Jeff Skinner is always. I mean, given the coach that where he did, Jeff Skinner did his worst was Ralph Kruger, who shouldn't touch a hockey team professionally ever again. But like, raging that could have been that could that could have been said so much better but i know what you mean that's yeah <laughs> what, oh wow yeah i mean he's okay but maybe yeah i guess i see what you mean but point i yeah i get what you're saying where it's like short like schwartz schwartz does really well in the craig berube like he did really well with berube when yeah. uh he took he's always berube. been a consistent player in st louis i think that maybe maybe that's what keeps looking at but the consistency of him i just think the guy. in there there's always like there's always the moment to pick a high ceiling, but sometimes you literally need safety. You literally need consistency. Yeah, Jeff Skinner, you know, yeah. He, so Jeff Skinner cashes in on a crazy bag. Like, let's go. Like, bro, who wouldn't do that? Nine by eight, eight by nine, whatever the whatever. Eight the by nine, eight by nine. Eight by nine, right? Shitter season. Okay, you know what? Tough look. It happens, right? Whatever. <laughs> another bad one and it's like okay like you know that's really but, bad lack i mean of playoffs, lack of playoff success too with zero games played like i think that also has to say something if you were you were a top 10 pick to be an off like to be a sniper to be a scorer on those teams and stuff and even though it's hard to really push the pace of play like only some wingers can really do that i don't think jeff skinner ever was a pace uh, pace pusher like he was never like putting teams on their heels like he was just a good finisher you know i will i will say i will say i'll give you that like schwartz is like a safe pick schwartz is like a safe like you know what you're getting with jane schwartz and i think that like that's a you know that's a solid play i think like at this point with who we have left i i I get where you're coming from with that. I see. I see what you're. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Keith. I, I, I'll be honest. I I just we both Ian and I didn't have him even in our top ten, which is I mean that's I think our first big jump so far. A fun fact about James. I will say though that the fact that Jeff Skinner he had a bounce back here this year. Like that, is that he's had sixty three points three times his career, which is his career high as well. I will say with Jane, Jane Schwartz does have over 400 career points, which I did not know that. That seems like uh, no, that, he's that so like, underrated. He he's underrated as hell. I'll give you that. Like Keith's, I I just don't know. I see why I see your argument. I just think it's it's it's. A, I think it's just you're getting a better offensive player that like with Jaden Short or with Jeff Skinner. Than I mean, I think that's obvious even now. But I think like you're getting more with Jeff Skinner. I, I understand where you're coming with Schwartz. He has been more consistent, though. I think with both those guys, you're not getting any defense. You're just getting a mainly of offensive guy, and like you know, none of them could kill penalties. But it's I just think I think also just like the fact that like I mean, it's not fully his fault. Like I really like it really got me. Is like he's never been to the playoffs. 
Like yeah, he's never been to the playoffs, and then like and that's also Carolina has been shit. And then after when he signs, dude, who's giving up not seventy two million dollars when you only had one good season? Like I'm doing that. Like that's not even his fault. That's just it's just like that. Name. And the fact it wasn't, and it wasn't like Jaden Schwartz was like a passenger on those playoff runs. Like, oh no, he was no, good. He's involved. Yeah. He's involved. He's he has. Like yeah, obviously winning a cup. That was a, that was a Jason Botterill moment, actually. He has a he has a wit like he can win. Also, the one thing I remember about Jaden Schwartz is can't remember what World Juniors it was, but he was supposed to be the captain, and then he broke his leg, and then all his teammates are like, "But we love Jaden Schwartz," <laughs> but they like still made him the captain, and no one wore the cat like no one wore the C, uh, and they just like let Jaden Schwartz have it because he was supposed to be the captain. So then what you're saying, Keith, is that Schwartz is like a glue guy. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's yeah, he's uh the boys rally around him. He's a he's a yeah, Char- he's a, character guy, James. Character personified. Um <laughs> yeah, no, I just I just think, yeah, you have Jaden Schwartz, like just he's he's done it, you know, like he stayed pretty steady over his career. Like the highs of Jeff Skinner are definitely higher than Jaden Schwartz. Like, I'm not debating that. But the lows are atrocious. Can I just say also with Jaden Schwartz, um, he is the assistant captain uh, for the for the Kraken. Do you think he gets the captaincy, or they're just going to roll, roll for the assistants, like the the Rangers kind of shit? Because the Rangers one, you know, it's got to be what Kreider. If it, what if it's uh, uh, has to be Kreider, and the Flames it, Kachuk, arguably. But I was going to say, what if it's uh, Johnny Goudreau is the next cap- Kraken captain? Oh, no, he's uh, going. He's going to Seattle. He's going to New uh, Jersey. He's going to New Jersey. All right, we should uh, move on here because uh, we're get, it's yes, been a while. Yes, yes, uh, number yeah. seven, Keith goes with Jaden Schwartz. Uh, number eight is the Atlanta Thrashers. That pick was Bermistrov, Alexander Bermistrov. We're not, not going to talk about. I do not want to talk about Alex Bermistrov. I'm so sorry. I don't. Uh, 100 points, 340 some game. I don't know. Go, Ian. Let's go. Uh, this is no. Is, is this my pick? Okay. Um, eight. Um. Again, this pick doesn't matter either because the Thrashers move. So, like, what what does this pick matter whatsoever? So Jets. Um, so Jets, essentially. Hmm. I consider this. Uh, um. Again, you know a bunch of different different options here. <laughs> Jeff Skinner on Atlanta would be hilarious. <laughs> Just Daddy weekend. Imagine. Um. I'm, well, God I'm bless Kovalchuk for staying there for that long, man. I don't know how he did it. True. I need a I need a thirty for thirty on like Kovalchuk. The fact that like, he played for Atlanta, got the bag in New Jersey, and then and left. Did, left <laughs> dude that's insane and then, and then came back and then came yeah. back um <laughs> and not for the team that he signed a 15-year contract for all right um, uh but who do you got you got skinner you got grandland got a bunch of guys a fowler you got brendan gormley you got a bunch of guys here branson you know what i will i will go skinner good job good man that's like my first chalk pick of the night yeah. With, with Jeff Skinner, wasn't there a thing? Correct me if I'm wrong. I could totally be wrong with Jeff Skinner. Was there not a thing where like he would pop off every other year? Um, not wasn't necessarily. Let me see. Wasn't that Let the me... thing with Skinner? Um, so 63 first season rookie of the year, uh, all rookie team, 
44 next year, 64 games. Oh, like, it, it, not really. It, it, there's like one. Actually, so no, like, there oh, was. Every, like, no, so no, no, no. Like there every, was. There was one. But like, like every I mean, three years, he popped off. I know. It, it was 44 points. Then the, the, the bullshit year, the lockout, he had 24, 42. Then 54, which is good. And then 31 in more games. So he had less, less points, more games. And then 51 kind of went back. And then 63 went up. And then, you know, it was like... It, is up and down but like it was like this and then it wasn't really like it wasn't like this you know it wasn't like up and down it was like up and down up and down it was kind of he had a hey, but then in buffalo we saw what the worst is right hey then we also not, saw what the best is not for nothing uh you know the year that he was in carolina i have this marked down uh the year the last year he was in uh yeah last year he was in carolina before he went to buffalo uh, his Corsi four percentage in all situations was sixty percent. So like that's a reason why you have to sign. Oh wow, it was okay. That's fair. Okay, that's why you have to sign him to a, a nine million dollar contract is because his Corsi was like in the S tier for NHL players that year. Um, I think we talked a lot about Jeff Skinner already, but I, like we were just getting probably goals too much. From we, probably, we probably talked um, about Jeff Skinner. I'll, I'll just we could just go through it pretty quick. Um, he's he's a good player. It, it's uh, that contract has put him down but he is a he's more of like a five million dollar contract player i think at his best he's like a six seven guy i mean it's just he, i think he, it's the, he could be a really good middle six forward on he like could, i think he team. honestly like at his best he's a first line like guy because you're not you're not you're not looking for him to you know pass the puck he's your goal scorer but then i don't know you saw this he had his career high tie his career high in points this year playing with tage thompson and whoever the fuck else they're just switching up i know a bunch but then he i know tage thompson had a good year i know that there's a bunch of guys who stepped it up this year obviously because eichel isn't around um yeah but, he was dragging the sabers down for a while there <laughs> um, um yeah that's that i was gonna say that's my that's my take on jeff skinner i'll i'll, I'll have him eight to atlanta he plays for the Jets, which I don't know. I think that's kind of funny, the fact that Jeff Skinner uh, gets to play for the Jets and the Thrashers. Oh, in this oh, universe, Atlanta has never moved. Atlanta oh, has God. not moved in this year. Atlanta's a move because he gets uh, he gets 85 points this first year, and then he ends up being just Danny Heatley V2. We, can't, like we can't move the Thrashers because Jeff 50 Skinner, in 2014. People are going to love uh... – um, Keith, you have anything else? Last comments before we go? Uh, no, I've, any... I've, said, I've, said what, I've said my piece. I spoke okay. it during the the schwartz skinner debate so I, w- I wish i had that on a t-shirt um <laughs> um let me pull up my guy here so you got the um, ninth pick who who is this uh, uh this was mikhail granland I, I have him lower uh, he will be a bit lower yeah um so cling i have john klingberg here that's who i have minnesota Good uh man. number nine he went 131st uh normally um John Klingberg is a offensive defenseman who currently plays for the Dallas Stars. I think when you get, when you think of John Klingberg, he rides a lot of like Seth Jones, really. He's like a big guy. You can just like offensive and power play like beast. Right. But the reason I'm with Klingberg here over maybe like another guy or like Fowler or, or someone else, right. It's just, he, he's so dominant when, when he's on top of his game offensively, he's one of the best offensive defenseman in the league he's up there with you know i don't know if he's up there with fox like but like he has like similar point ranges to hughes especially i think was it 2017 or 2018 season he had 67 and 82 he was top 10 in norris voting twice actually um 
obviously the past few years has been up and down. I think the 2020 year, yeah, you had 32 and 58 minus 10. Last year was okay, 36, 53. And then this year he had a horrible start. Uh, that's because I had him on my fantasy team and I took him really early. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be good. It's his contract year, right? And that didn't work out. And then when I dropped him, he gets 47 points. He didn't have like one point, yeah, like one point in the first 20 games. But, you know, once he's on top of his game, he's, um, I think he's a top line offensive defenseman kind of in the realm of like Barry, but like better. Uh, he, he's a more of a, what I'd call a minute eater than Barry is <laughs> as the, as the, as the analysts say. That's I, I fucking love minute eater. Uh, you know, he eats innings like we're referring to starting oh, pitching in baseball. Um, like Mark, Mark, Mark Burley was, you know, he ate innings, <laughs> 200 innings a year. You get out of Mark Burley. It's just like, yeah, but like, his ERA that, well, it's like, Burley's ERA is at like four and a half, five. Like, I don't know if you want him pitching 200 innings. That's the thing. Um, um, but yeah, I, you're not getting your okay, I'll be honest with you. He's, he's one of their worst defensive players on their back end right now in Dallas. Um, I would put Lindell over him. I would put Hack and Paul over him, honestly. So, so he has a bunch of mishaps, but uh, at the end of the day, he's so good offensively that it makes up for it. I don't think he's in like, he's not like, a complete liability, right? I'm not going to give him that. I don't, I don't even think like Seth Jones or those guys are complete liabilities, but he's not what you want. I don't, you want, you know, a guy with 67 points in 82 games is that's elite, right? That's, that's like maybe a Quinn Hughes level, but that's like near elite level, I'd say. But he, like, same thing with Barry, right? You don't, I don't think he's as bad as Tyson Barry is defensively. He's not that big of a black hole, but especially, I mean, I think the, the height and, and everything and like how big he is kind of will affect that just from the eye test alone, just a big body. He, he just that alone will help him. But I, I think he's a great offensive defenseman. He's one, there's like probably a few power play guy, like quarterbacks I'd want, like on like defensively, like I could probably name on my hand. Like there's probably like five or six guys. I'd probably want more than Klingberg. I had, I had him going eight. So in this range, yeah, like I don't really. I had him eighth too, I think, or seventh or eight. Yeah. I had him, I had him seventh. Yeah. yeah. No complaints from that. Yeah, you said it, Rav. Yeah, just pure offense, but like crazy offense from I think every team is just like the ability to create from the back. Yeah, I think was it this year or last year where you had that insane ankle breaker goal? (laughs) So funny. The the one thing that sticks out to me about John Klingberg is I'll send it to you guys after. It's this one clip of he it's the puck is dumped in to there's uh, to the Dallas zone. He wheels around the net and he does like this crazy Mohawk shuffle on his <laughs> skates for, and he toe drags. I think like one or two guys while doing this like Mohawk shuffle. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. John I, Klingberg is a very underrated skater. I, I love, I love like, good skating clips like it was like so great i was like oh my god this guy's crazy um a few more things before i guess we can move on i'd like and he's 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 not even like just a regular season guy but like in the in the run to the the final he had 21 points 26 games i know this playoffs even this playoffs i think he actually stepped up more defensively than anything like i mean i mean i know the team was really not good defensively this year is really all on ottinger but i mean he, he got on their heads early like he he maybe he wasn't doing what they wanted him to do but it was helping so i think he can he, he could be a really good like um he's like the perfect like top if you have a top good top four he's like the perfect like like right guy on the second pairing but he, he can more than 
Like, mm-hmm. you can eat the first line. I think right now they have, I don't know if they still do Lindell Heiskanen and then, um, I don't know what they, I forgot what they're doing now. And then Suter, fuckface, whatever it is. Or no, it's, I think it's Suter Heiskanen. And then they would do the other dude. Well, I just first said his name, but they, Klingberg was on the second. No, <laughs> it, I forgot his name, but Lindell and Klingberg. I think that's what it was. Um, it, it looks good on paper. It just like, like Lindell and Klingberg haven't really worked out. I don't think, I think the, I know the plus minus isn't much of a stat to look at, but it was his worst plus minus by far. It wasn't really even close, but it, it was a rough start for him. I think he brought it back, especially on the offensive side, but yeah, Klingberg's a good player. I think it would work out good in Minnesota. Brent Burns, can I kind of make up for that Brent Burns missing at this point? I think this is when they traded him, right? So maybe he's the next Brent Burns there. Who knows? Uh, number 10. Number 10 was the so, Lakers. Dylan, Dylan, I can't. Dylan McElrath. Insane. Like, that's insane. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, he played for the Red Wings for a bit. Uh, he had zero points with the Red Wings in 23 games. He had more penalty minutes, I think. Than, uh, he had 27 penalty minutes in 23 games. Played. Ian, what do you think of him? How good was he with the, with the Red Wings? Wasn't great with the Red Wings, but I did have stock in Dylan McElrath. Again, uh, another dub player uh, who, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, I like me some I dub didn't. players. I don't think I ever did, to be honest. I, I never really heard of him much. Former Moose Jaw. I used to play for Moose Jaw. Come on. Guys. I know, but I was like, I was like 10. I do. I was 10, dude. I don't fucking remember. But I, like, I, I, knew, I, knew, like... I knew all of it. I knew all of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, who do you have, Keith? Um, I have my favorite player from this draft. And I really, I really, Radko thought, about, I really thought about putting him higher, but I was like, hybrid. Well, I think guys are objectively better than him. But it's for what he does. So number ten, I think Brendan Gallagher goes to the Rangers. Brendan Gallagher, because that's a good. No, I like that pick actually. Brendan Gallagher, at heart and soul, grit and grind, hundred percent. Like he, he is. He's basically what like the Rangers when you know when they got pushed around by Tom Wilson and they're like the cure is Ryan Reeves. I mean, it works. He's what, he, he's what uh, I mean, they right. think. He's what they uh, think, like Sammy Blay is. Sammy Blay for Vucinavich, but uh, that's, yeah, that's insane. Keep that's, going. Yeah. Um, yeah, like he brings that toughness. Like he brings, like he he drags everyone into the fight, and he's also like if you look at his stats, he's a decent secondary option. Like I don't think he's like he's not just there to forecheck and hit. Yeah, and just do yeah. what like, he's a good secondary option. Like he. He's a he's like yeah, just like a solid middle six, um, that just just does his job. Like I think I think he's exactly what the Rangers need. Like he, for his size, gives you that grit and grind that they've been looking for the Rangers. So I think I think Brendan Gallagher. I really thought about putting him way higher though. I like. Uh, where do I have Gallagher? I think I have him twelfth. I have him. I have him. <laughs> 18th. <laughs> I no, but it, no, but here's the thing. I like no, like Brandon Gallagher is definitely it's a cliche, but it's like a guy I would rather play. I want to be playing with instead of playing against. That's that's yeah, that's true. Where where it's like I do not want to be going up against. I don't want to be going up against Brandon Gallagher. And like, remember when Montreal was actually going not last year, not that shitty playoff run, but like nope. when they were actually good with Carey Price. And like they were going, you know, they were playing the Rangers, and it was like they wouldn't have got that far without Brendan Gallagher. 
Yeah, uh, and he was good, and especially in the twenty four. I think the twenty fourteen was the the year that they made it far, and then the Crider, and then, then all that happened, right? Pretty sure it's twenty fourteen. Yeah. He had eleven and eleven points in seventeen games, and last year only had six and twenty two games. But if you watch the games, he was much better than the points told you, right? Um, I also he, think personally, this is just a me thing. Personally, I actually think he was robbed of getting the captaincy. But I mean, it, it's Shea Weber, obviously cap, captain for life. That's that's why I would. Uh, it's just, but, Shea Weber is so good that I, I'd have. Like, yeah, it's it, this would be Gallagher. It would be Gallagher if Shea Weber isn't there. Because yeah, Subban's never getting that right. Like I think. Well, that's yeah, why no. they had. That's why they had to give it to Weber, which because of the fact they made the the Subban like. You know, yeah. I'm not. I'm sure it's not Berge. I don't know if it's Bergevan or if it's whoever the coach is that decides the captaincy. But I'm sure Bergevan is just like, yeah, yeah. I kind of need you know Weber to be the you know captain so I look good in this Weber for Subban um, trade. Which, yeah, yeah. And and Brendan Gallagher's all yeah, like you said, he's a good secondary option. He scored 30 goals multiple times. He's like he can score. Um, I I, I the personally like I'd had him much lower just because I I I value. Um, I mean, I, I value consistent. I know you do, obviously, because you, you took Schwartz much higher than me and Ian had it. But <laughs> I, I, I just believe there was like, like, how do I explain this? I understand your pick. I understand. I think it, you have different outlooks than I had. I was just purely based on the player itself. Like, I, I would think, like, I would, may, I, maybe you can make the argument I'd rather have him than to Foley, because I think overall, I think they have like similar points. Um, like you know, Grandlin's been up and down, and Johansson, and all, like the, but I, I, I don't know. Personally, I would rather have like I think it's so I don't know how you'd even compare defenseman to forward, right? I just in my mind, I, I believe Cam Fowler. The main criteria I really had is like yeah, like yep. Though you have to look at raw stats, hundred percent. Like it's it's yeah. A, there, there was no way I wasn't gonna pick Brendan Gallagher in this draft, even if I thought like, hey, Brock very Nelson clear, like it's a very there. clear. Like indicator of success, you need to look at. I felt like I need to look at consistency over career, and I think you also need to look at impact on impact of like their presence on where they've gone. And I think Brendan Gallagher makes Montreal much better, not maybe particularly through the raw stats with points, goals, whatever, whatnot. You know what? The idea of like, let's. Let's grit and grind. I'm gonna keep saying grit and grind. Let's no. grit and grind. But can I can and, I say what, can I, say I, what? I think you've given a better I think you've given a better uh argument here than you have with Schwartz, I'll be honest. <laughs> can I no, can I say with Gallagher? He's probably the biggest fan favorite of any of the players that we've talked about so far. Which oh. I don't which I don't I don't think it's sure. nothing. Like I think yeah. that means no, that, I think that means a fair. lot. I think that means a lot too. Um Arguably, you know, this whole draft class. Maybe you can give Campbell recently, right? But like that's Campbell, re- Campbell recently. But otherwise, like he's beloved in Montreal. Yeah. Like as much as I talked about, like the Islanders wanting to find somebody who, like you know, a goalie that they can sell to their fans and hope and whatever, whatever. Having that relationship, having that guy on your team that the fans can really love and appreciate, and they can grow up with, that's also important. That also means a lot for a fan base. Uh, and for a GM who can just say, yeah, we have this guy, this guy we can fall back on. I remember Brendan Gallagher playing for the Giants. Like I, he was yeah. so sick for the Giants. Um, I, I followed this guy all the way through. And so, the, yeah, the Brendan Gallagher, one of my yeah, that, now. 
like one of absolutely one of my favorite players now. No, that's fair. That that's that. I'll, you've I've, you've definitely coerced me more than the shorts pick. I still don't like the shorts pick personally, um. But I, I this pick you've I, I understand. I've been thinking about it. Like, yeah, like I'm thinking about like you know if <laughs> that's like also the Ian theory of like if Ryan Johansson's in Montreal, he's not going to be there now. He, like, but Gallagher's a guy who's like he would be there now. I'd say like. It's a guy that, like, yeah, you said he. Every team would want a Brandon Gallagher. Like, every team would want a Marchand. Every team would want Tom Wilson. Right? Don't want to go against him, but um, let's move on. I guess we 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 talked about Brandon Gallagher for a while. Uh, my pick, it's eleven here. Yeah, wow. so that was that was soup. Eleven to the stars. Uh, who do you have? Do you have him? Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking. I could actually go like a bunch of different ways here, to be honest. Oh, you go. I'm gonna go to the washroom. All right, you go ahead. Rap. You go ahead. Um, Keith, how would you feel if I took? How would you feel if I took Justin Falk right now? Um, personally, I have him very close to this range. So I mean I'm indifferent. I think there's there's some there's someone I think that is better. Than okay. Smoke. Okay. Um. So I mean, you do you, man. I think. I here's the thing. I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. There's between, a lot of different ways to go. There are a lot stuck, of different ways to go. So. I'm stuck between like Falk and Johansson. Really? Yes. <laughs> because I think like Johansson like. He's fallen off, but like I still think he's all right. Um, so I'm gonna go with Justin Falk. Oh. Justin Falk. Justin Falk. Okay. Falk. Oh, okay. Because with Falk, like I can't really say a whole lot about him because like he's just a fine defenseman. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it, it's 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 kind of like the Pesci thing, of like. I mean, I think right now, oh, that's a that's an argument to be made, I guess. No, no, Pesci. but I mean in the I mean in the sense that like they're both just good quality defensemen. Um, so like, Justin, like, yeah, so Justin Falk this year he had forty seven points, seventy six games. I think that was his career high. No, twenty fifteen was his career high, forty nine, maybe two. Um, his plus minus is the best this year by far. No, again, it's plus minus. Right, yeah, he was negative mostly throughout his Carolina career. But plus 41, it's something to be said, right? It, you can't not say plus 41 isn't good. Um, he is the perfect, like, second right pair D-man, I'd say. And he, he's a leader. He, he's obviously been a captain in Carolina. He, he, he's, a, he's just been so consistent, at least on the defensive end. Like, I know the offense has been up and down, but he's a guy who can, like, be on the power play if you need it. He's been, I, I think he's good. Like, at the, I, he reminds me so much of, like, if there's a McAvoy light. Like, that's what Justin Falk is. Like, if it's, like, a very... Like, if it's, like, a top four version of McAvoy, that's what that is, is Justin Falk. I I was just going to say also, uh, you know, they replaced uh, Petrangelo with Falk, essentially. Yeah, I, I don't know about that's, that. I, he's done his best. Uh, you can't say, like... And I think right now, he's probably on par with the way Petrangelo's been, like, with Petrangelo, if not, like, better, especially this year, but... Not all... Anyway... Quality guy. I think a quality defenseman. Um, solid player. Uh, Justin Falk, I have him 11th. Uh, Keith, you have anything to say? Uh, no, I mean, 
I have, I have Justin Falk in this similar area too. So I was going to say the exact same thing. I just, I think Falk's been, Falk's been a good player. He's been a good player in his career. That's why, like, I never, I've never heard a bad thing about Justin Falk. He's always been so good and like, exactly. It's, uh, like, it's hard uh, to. He's also like the the coveted right handed defender that. That's that's what like all again. I had to. I'll, I'll say about the next pick, but yeah, uh, Justin Falk, eleventh to Dallas. That's a good pick. Um, twelfth overall is the Anaheim pick. It's Cam Fowler. I had Cam Fowler above. Justin Falk. So I'm gonna stick with yeah. Cam Fowler here. I'm gonna keep that pick. Oh, I, okay. uh, at number 12. Um Cam Fowler. Uh, yeah, I don't think he gets enough respect because it's Anaheim and he started off so good first year, then it was just kind of like Anaheim didn't stay good, which is the problem, I think, for him. And he he's been there throughout that whole hell stretch and even now. And then this year he comes through with this career high. In a, in a year where they look pretty good, they could have made the playoffs this year, but ended up not happening. But you know, I, I think he's such a good, consistent defenseman. He reminds me so much of like Justin Falk too, where like he, he's he's so consistently defensive. I I just think he's a better defenseman than Justin Falk personally. I think he's been I don't know. I think the Justin Falk factor is that he's a, a captain. He obviously his teammates love him, right? Cam. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's the same with Fowler too, just because I think his teammates probably rally around him. He's been there for so long, and a bunch of young guys are coming in. He provides that leadership there. Um, I remember. Um... I remember looking like throughout this year, like the mock drafts, all the yeah. all the magazines are like Cam Fowler's three, like easily. Like he's if he's not <laughs> if it's not good brands, like he's up there. He's he is so up there. He uh, slides that I, I watched this, I watched him slide in real life. Like I remember <laughs> booing him. And I was like, why are they giving like I was like if, if Cam Fowler probably should have went like top five, like in that time, like you remember in 2010, like in that era, he should probably should have went top five, and that, that would have been a fine pick because he, he turns out so well. They they talk about this guy like he's like insane and he slides like it's not like he slid a couple spots like he slid like yeah from like say like three to like twelve like that's all big and, that's a big and slide. he's been good he's been good though that's the thing he's been so consistent he had I had him similar sorry before you go he has similar point shares to Sammy Salo Canucks legend he has but yeah he's, that, felt he's like such... just, that felt like more like you just wanted to throw out a Sammy Salo oh 100 percent dude if I see Sammy Salo throw him out man <laughs> ring of honor oh, yeah I, I hope I mean this we're gonna have no space man if we keep yeah, just yeah, adding we have to yeah BX is probably not even I don't think yeah because BX can't even be on there because someone already has number I already forgot but like yeah like there's yeah he's he's such a consistent defenseman throughout his career and I same thing like similar to Falk like he's he's just a guy I assume they want just because he's been there for over 10 years now. And also another underrated part of him is that he's very disciplined as a defenseman. He only, I don't think he's ever had more than 30 penalty minutes in a year. Yeah. He had 28, 14 last year at 76 games, 18 the year previous. Like he's and actually like a very disciplined defenseman. And I, I think that's a great thing you want from defense. I think maybe, I maybe the Canucks have traumatized us. I think you, me and Keith definitely know with like, with Myers and, and, and just the amount of not just him, but like Hughes takes a lot of penalties. Ekman Larson takes a lot of, we, it, it's so beneficial I, to have I, a defenseman I, who is reliable and won't take penalties. And that's, that's I, another thing here. I watched Radko Gudis in this one year in Everett. Oh, wow. <laughs> How many penalty minutes did he have? Probably hmm? more than, I mean, penalty minutes did he have? Well, he leaves his class in penalty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to stick with Cam Fowler there. He, he can also play both sides. I think that's also a very 
a good thing. I know, I'm pretty sure he sticks on the left. Uh, won't don't count me on it, but he can play both sides. And he, he's a he is a he's a minute eater as well. He, he averaged 24 minutes. He's their top defenseman this year, and I he's a guy who can be a top defenseman. I, I just don't like. I think he probably just needs someone else to compliment him. I don't think Drysdale is quite there yet. I don't even know if his type player type is the guy you want alongside him. But I don't Rad, know. Radko Gudis had 151 penalty minutes in 65 games. Uh, with one year with the Everett Silver Tips. Not bad. Um, 13. 13. 13. So the Phoenix, not Arizona. Um, but it's from, so the trade <laughs> here, it was Phoenix from uh, Calgary. The trade was Brendan Prust, Matthew Lombardi, and this pick for the pick for the 67th overall pick, which is Josh Burkles and Ole Jokinen. Um, Josh Burkles, Ol- another uh, former Everett Silver Tip. Um, another thing about Ole Jokin, we talked about guys who haven't got uh, playoff uh, experience. He played 1,230 NHL games, 750 points with a uh, career high in 07 of 91 points, uh, 39 goals. He has six career playoff games in, in 1,200. He, he has played 1,200 NHL regular season games, and he has six playoff games to the name. Huh. Jeff Skinner treatment. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Keith, will you stick with... Oh, oh, Sorry. Um, so 13. This is where I had Anderson. This is where I had Anderson. I what I'll do is I'm sorry, there's no world where I would have Freddie Freddie Anderson below Jaden Schwartz and, and, and Jeff Skinner and, and, and fucking whatever whatever you just said. Gallagher. There's there's no world I would put Brendan Gallagher above Frederick Anderson. I don't understand what Brendan Gallagher brings. There's no way. If you ask Keith, like, honestly, answer, if you ask all 32 GMs, would you rather have Frederick Anderson or Brendan Gallagher? What do you think? Like, I know it depends on the position, but like. Yeah, I was going to say on. that's very, that's, that's very, two very different players. I know, and, and, but like. But, but no, Rav, we can't ask Keith because he doesn't work for the athletic. He's not Pierre Lebrun. Pierre Lebrun can uh, ask the executives and he can get the inside scoops. I'll ask him. Yeah, um, te- yeah. Send him an email. Oh, Thirteen. Um, I guess yeah. Like I, I still on my my best available. Um, I'll give them Michael Granlin. There you I go. Think, um, I think yeah, one. like Michael Granlin when he's on, like he's had some really good seasons, and I think he's another guy that's like a nice, steady, consistent player. That um, yeah, he definitely slots in probably top line center for. Arizona, who is also poverty franchise, like they're they're struggling. Like Shane Doan is like hanging on by his feet, yeah. trying to keep <laughs> trying to keep Arizona, like the Coyotes. As a Let me see if Jobo's still Lo- Lo- here. He's probably holding Lo- on. Lori Korpakowski is just not working oh. out. For this random, that's a that's a random favorite player. Of mine. Uh, who do you have? You got yeah. Doan. You got Lombardi, who they traded away with this pick, who was their second highest scorer. Uh, so that means did it? Oh wait, did Ole Jokinen play for the damn Coyotes? What did that happen? I don't even remember that. But I guess I, that was a thing. Uh, yeah, I Brendan. think no, but I think Granlin is just like when he's like just a nice like slick playmaker, like just good hands, like everything, like can dish the puck, just just a good, just a good solid center. <laughs> who had the who had the most penalty minutes this year on the Coyotes? I think this one's kind of easy. Oof. Give me, give me Jay Beagle. Nah, it was Paul Bissonnette. Uh, 
Oh, the, that, that season. Like, yeah, that season. No, 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 not this year. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was missing that. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like, Jovo and, and Doan are, like, dying just trying to keep this team afloat. They're, like, 50 years old, like, trying to keep this team afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some points on Michael Granlin. I, I think in an ideal situation, he's the perfect second-line center. Uh, he's a guy who can oh. get you 60 points. Like, yeah, obviously, he probably would have been the first line here with Doan and whatever they fucking have left. They, I don't even know who they have. Then Michael Bodker, he's... he's He's probably going to be in there. There's another Danish guy. He's probably, he's above Anderson in scoring. Um, yeah. Uh, when he's on top of his game, he's a 60, 70 point guy. It, he's, he can play the PK. He's his defensive games definitely fallen off from what it was. I think he used to get Selkie votes, but that's not happening anymore. Um, also, I think what this most underrated thing is, was well, two things. I think his international game and his discipline, he's very disciplined, but he is genuinely one of the best Finnish international players of, of all time. He, every time he he's on the, I know this doesn't have to do with the NHL at all. Now we're not really, but I think teams kind of look into that. It's a like, I think, I mean, this year, obviously he almost single-handedly, like I think he scored th- two or three goals in their, in the world championship win this year. I know there's like all the controversy of there's like a penalty or something and the, I didn't watch it. But like in the world championship gold medal game, uh, there's some penalty, but yeah, Granlin scored on both those power plays. He, he obviously had the lacrosse goal when he was 19 in a world championship, which is absurd to pull that out in yeah. an international game. One of the and, first to really do it. Yeah, and he was a, he was like a pioneer, I guess. And then and he's he's been on like multiple like winning teams for Finland, man. And he's been so good, especially I think the obviously his biggest one is the bronze medal in 2014, and especially. You know, he's part of the team that beat U.S. 5-0 in the, in the bronze medal game there. But, yeah, he's he's such a decorated athlete for Finland, and I think that should also be added onto his legacy. My, my one thing about Grandland was that uh, he, him and Kevin Fiala were traded, you know, one for one. And <laughs> I remember at the time where it's just like, yeah, Nashville won that trade. Um, and then I didn't realize how good Kevin Fiala was, not that Grandland bad by any means yeah Granlin was good this year like 64 yeah. points 80 games that's good uh, it just happened to be that fiala is just better uh yeah, he's probably yeah fiala literally but it, like... it, did minnesota make anything of that he's probably out this year right like especially because they have the suitor and parise the the, the the big one on the books this year yeah pretty much um, um also i had him down one because he is unfortunately a liverpool supporter i don't support them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number, number 14 is where Jane Schwartz was, uh, Keith or Ian, who do you have there? Um, Jane Schwartz was, uh, near this area. I, again, 17th for me. Um, hmm. do you go with Johansson? There's a bunch of guys. I think now still, we'll Justin Hole is still here. Justin Hole is still here. Yeah. Still available on the big board. Um, Nelson scored 37 goals. He scored at a very sustainable 23%. I was, I was more worried um, that one of you guys was going to take Jared Tenorti. Um, no, I'm going to take uh, Michael I'll, I'll take I'll take Johansson now. I think, with jo- I think with Johansson, I li- like he had the resurgent year and it was kind of fun with seeing him like do well in yeah, Nashville. Him, a lot of the it's, Nashville guys, right? They all had it. Well, considering like how how do I put this? Like him and tourists, like just they've fallen short of expectations. So now that they yeah. kind of got it back one year, they're not like those contracts still stink. Um, but I think as players, um he's still good. He's, he's still he's, good, right? Not, I was gonna say tourists and Duchesne is another guy too. 
where it's just Duchesne like, actually might be worth the contract now, though, considering how maybe, well he, maybe, but, but maybe you don't ever know the playoffs, right? Like, but like also I, I feel like Johansson, like you know, solid second line. I guess yeah. you can put him on the third if you wanted to, but solid yeah. second line, quality player. Um, yeah, you know, he just seems like a guy that you know isn't gonna cause you know cause you too many troubles. I think we yeah. overrated him for a while there, maybe because like yeah. he was the uh, one good guy on the Blue Jackets outside of fucking Rick Nash. Um, yeah. um I'll give him one thing. He he's had a very great playoff career. He's I think with at least with uh, Nashville, he had forty eight points at sixty one games in the playoffs with Nashville, and then with Columbus in his one year at six and six. So he's been he's getting good when it stepped up. His career high, at least points per game, has been 0.87, and he's at 0.8 multiple times. Um, I think what yeah, 0.8 this year as well. And I mean, again, he was traded one for one with um, you know, Seth Jones, which was like fine. Like uh, team, I don't I know. Don't know. Yeah. Like obviously Seth Jones, I think, is the bigger name. And I think he's, I'd rather have Seth Jones than Ryan Johansson. I'm sorry. If yeah. That, yeah. Like, I think that was kind of obvious, but yeah, it, it's not, again, it's not one of the trades where like you can't really make a player for it. And he's been fine. Like he hasn't been bad. He's just, you, it's the contract yet again with the, the Skinner thing, the Jones thing. It's just, you know, you never live up to co- see with Sagan. No, we didn't really talk about Sagan's contract. Holy yeah. fuck. Sagan's contract, by the way, Jesus, 9.85 for, for another like six years. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, it's really awful, but I was going to say it's the, uh, you know, Jim Benning, Tanner Pearson idea of you got to fucking double down after you make this trade where it's like, yeah, I look up the guy yeah, but the Pearson Gabranson one wasn't even like okay, that was a good trade for us. Like, let's, you yeah, didn't have to like, make du- it And work. I got to double down on this good trade by giving Pearson him the analytically had one history. of Brian analytically had one of his best years this year. So I mean, I guess he's living up to the contract. Okay, the Pier- don't make fun of Pearson, man. He's great. <laughs> oh, Pearson is Pearson's so good. Pearson's actually good. It's just the contract yet again. Um, fifteen is it me? Fifteen. I think it is, right? Yes. Oh, it's like I'm in a weird spot because I don't know. Okay, so I'll go through the bullshit and just think about it. Derek Forbert was it originally uh is that pick was traded multiple times, uh, included trades involving uh the picks for Bugstad, Zucker, Nathan Horton, Campbell, Dennis Weidman, and Kyle Rao. Um, I'm not gonna take Derek Forbert there. He's on a horrible contract right now. I don't know what Boston's thinking. Um Damn, there's like three, there's like five guys I could pick here. I, I, I could just go with Grubauer, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go with Grubauer, but then I could also go with Campbell. I could also go with uh, Toffoli. This is where I'd Schwartz, actually, so I don't know. Um, do I go with Toffoli? I think I might go I might go with Toffoli. I could go with Brock Nelson. And again, that's a very sustainable 22% shooting percentage. Um, Absolutely. I will go with Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli. Uh, he is in this draft, right? Are you laughing? No, he is. Draft? No, it's just like the go with Tyler. It's like, yeah, I, I had him. I had him fourteen. Like, I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I had, him thir- I had him thirteen. Yeah. Right. I, so it's like, yeah. I'm uh, so the reason I had Tyler Toffoli at fifteen, I think I had a fifteen or sixteen here. I had him a bit slower. I, uh, I think recently he's definitely had his best. Like we've seen the best of Tyler Toffoli. Um. 
He's a guy who's been good defensively recently, like, but uh, he wasn't effective at all in Montreal. I know he played a bit on the penalty kill, but he, he hasn't really been as good as he was in L.A. I mean, that was also a bunch of, like, that was Daryl Sutter, right? Like, that's, you're obviously going to be good defensively on a Daryl Sutter team. Um, He's a, he's a perfect second-line winger. I, there's not much to say about him. Uh, he has outbursts of first-line potential, and we saw it last year in Montreal with the during the I mean it was again that's only playing five teams so you never maybe if you're playing the rest of the league who knows but uh, he's a perfect second line guy it's it, there's been injuries recently like where it's like his form's been much better now than it was probably in LA and then only had one good season where he had 30 goals but besides that he his form recently has been probably the best we've seen of him I don't know what you guys have for there no, I mean play center, play center as well. Not really. You don't really want him to play center. You want him to play wing. I mean, that's exactly. Yeah, like I, I think like I was, I was pretty upset with like Toffoli not coming back to the Canucks because yeah, he, he had such like he had such a good like run, and I'm like, yeah, like, he was really good on the Canucks. Like he, that's like he, that was his best points like per game was on the Canucks, and it's not really even close. I don't think. Like it's like man, like that's crazy. Yeah, and he's. He just does a little bit of everything. Like I think he's, he's like a good complementary winger, to to like good top sixes. Like yeah. and like not afraid to play like a little bit of a like not saying he is a physical guy, but like he doesn't shy away. Yeah. He's a and, can play yeah can play like a full finesse game, and that kind of thing. Like can play a speed game is just play as a finisher. Like he yeah he yeah. doesn't have a lot of. Up and down, up and down the lineup. If you need him on the first line, like for like a temporary thing, he can he can move up, and he if he he can be on your third line too. Like he that was kind of what it was in Calgary for a bit. He's kind of like switching between the second and third line. But he's a guy who's had a lot of playoffs playoff experience, so that's um he knows how to win. He's won a cup. Um, he had and and that was in a playoff series where he was only twenty one, and he still put up fourteen points in twenty six games. Um. Obviously, there's. I think that year was the year where, if I pull it up, I think that was the year. I feel like I talk about it every single time. But yeah, that was the year where Kopitar, Carter, Williams, and then Gabrick. You know that Gabrick trade, yeah. fourteen goals. Like that's like that. That was such a. There's so many good players in that whole thing. I don't know if that was that the year Alec Martinez scored. Or is that 2012? That was this year, right? This was the yeah. Because this is the year. 2012 was the year they beat the Devils. Yeah, 2014 was this year. Okay, so yeah, this is the year where the, the Martinez thing happened. But yeah, uh, the, he's been so good, like wherever he's been. I think he's been really consistent. He's a guy who'll get you 50 points when he's healthy, 60 if you're lucky. Uh, I don't know. I wish he was on the Canucks because we uh, like he was so good on the Canucks. But I don't know. Let's just move to 17. I don't want to hear that or 16. 16. Um. Uh, so this I... pick before <laughs> before I let you speak. So this was. St. Louis from Ottawa, the trade uh, happened, I think, on draft day. It was this pick uh, straight up for David Runblad. Um, this pick was Vladimir Tarasenko. Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, I think if they had the chance again, St. Louis would probably pick Tarasenko in that spot if he was available. But yeah. this time he's not. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, shit. But um, Philip Grubauer. I. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think there's a couple different ways I can kind of... This is the point where it's really open and I can't really argue. Yeah, I'll I'll try and kind of zip through it. Um, I think, yeah, this is, well, this is, I'm thinking of like St. Louis now. This is St. Louis at the time. Like St. Louis at the time, 
I think I, I think I actually will go with Brock Nelson. I have him in this range. Oh anyway. shit. Um, I think Brock Nelson now has come out like I felt like randomly somehow Brock Nelson was just like, oh shit, who is this guy? Like he's <laughs> yeah, so fifty nine points, seventy two games. Uh, I think probably his best, and he didn't really. He was seventeen minutes a night. He wasn't really like the twenty minutes. I think Brock Nelson brings like a good like like big body plays physical which like perfect in the middle of the ice good middle just like nice solid middle six center like i wouldn't want to play him on my top line but he'll get you good secondary like good secondary looks um and yeah like a like a good like good score like 20 goal plus seasons yeah obviously this year was the anomaly i already said his shooting percentage i won't say it again so (laughs) i think yeah just brock nelson good power forward type center so yeah uh, power forward types yeah it's what you said was perfect he's power forward. i know he can play wing but he's mainly a center uh not really the best you probably want i believe does a little bit of everything for the yeah because he's not really he's not really the best he's probably the worst face-off taker but he does play center for him um guy who is he had a he's like has a decent two-way game or two he doesn't really penalty kill but he's pretty good he's his goals per 60 assists per 60 is really good. I there's nothing much I could say. It's a good pick. I think, yeah. Brock Nelson, St. Louis. Ian, you have anything? Um also good in the playoffs, too. That should be said, especially the past two runs. He's been really helpful, especially in that bubble one. Brock Nelson just seems like a really, you know, he seems like a blues player, if that makes sense. Like he just seems yeah. like somebody who would also uh, do well on 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 the blues, do well in St. Louis. Yeah. I have two hat tricks last year. One was a I, had, I had him 18th. Fine. I had him 18th too. Or no, I had him 20th actually. Um, seven. So, so I have 17th then. That was Joey Hishin to the 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 Avalanche. I don't know who that is, but you can go. Um, he played like 13 goddamn games. Oh, 13. I was like, he has like a small amount of games, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. Fuck it. I could just do anything here. I got. I think there's one guy that should be on here. Like it's the same reasons that Gallagher's on here, and it should, I think he should. And it's Bo Bennett. He's argu- no, he's arguably interchangeable with Gallagher, and I don't think he. I think it's pretty. I don't know. He's not really a pest, but I don't know what you got. I'll go with Grubauer. I yeah, that's good. I think I, I like Grubauer going fifteenth to the Kings. So with Grubauer last year, at least his goal saved above expected was top five in the league. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he had top five. Um, yeah, he was top ten last year. This year he was the absolute worst and wasn't really close. Um, you have anything else? I mean, you can make the argument that he was. I mean, kind of carried on the abs, but like, I don't know. He, he, he's a solid goalie. I think he's better than whatever this year was in Seattle. Um, I don't think you can really give base a guy off like a new team like that. That's really, you know, yeah, that's fine. Because um, none of the goalies did good, right? It, it wasn't just him. And like Drieger's been good. Drieger was, like, was never healthy. He was good and now bad. Yeah, but that's the same. We never know. They could still, but, it's goalie. goalie but here's the thing like, Seattle's going to bounce back next year because of the fact that, you know, those goalies. Surely, by uh, you know, law of averages, those guys are just going to get better next year. Um, yeah. So Grubauer's always had really good stats, even as a backup with um, Washington. Especially, you know, he won the cup that year. 
Um, yeah, he was good backing up Holtby. He had an what was a nine twenty three that year. He's never had below, yeah, he's never had a below a nine fifteen once. And then this year he gets the eight eighty nine minus thirty four something goal saved above expected. It, it, it it's it's a very uh, uncanny. I'll just give you that. It's just unexpected. I don't know. I'm just glad to hear. I was really, I was really gonna get upset if we were gonna have this conversation of like Campbell versus Grubauer. No, no, I there's no, no, I'm not that dumb, Keith. Listen, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm like, there's, we can't, we can't do this. We, I, I'm not football, gonna, I'm not gonna. <laughs> we, we have to do this conversation. So I'm not gonna. I, I think Campbell. Listen, I, what, are, are, do you have anything else by the way for Grubauer before I go on? No, I, yeah. Um, fuck get better. So I want to go with two guys. There's three guys I have left, and I feel like they should all be picked. And I've one, two of them for what they're doing right now, and then one of them for what they've always done. Um, see, like, okay, just name names. I, I have Jack Campbell, Zach Hyman, and Ryan Rust. That's who those those are the three I'm kind of struggling with here because I told you guys I don't really know what to pick here. I'm kind of just like I was just gonna like like go with whatever. You're just work. You're uh, you're you're. Uh, I think it works better that way. I, I just like it kind of like puts me in the mind of a GM like what would I want? But um, are, you, are, you, are, you that, are you saying that you're the fucking GM and you're like you're coming to us as like scouts like hey boys okay um eighteen. Uh, 17 was group power uh, going to Colorado avalanche. He was there yeah. for a while and he played really well. So that I think we already see what that would have worked out with uh, how that would have worked. Um, 18's uh, Nashville. It's Austin Watson. I'm not going to talk about his background. Um, I will. Uh, should I go with Jack Campbell? Ooh. See, so like rust had obviously like the over point per game season this season. It, it's, it's a lot of it's Crosby, right? And it's a lot of it's that power play. He is so good on that power play. Um, I, I did not have. I did not have Russ in my top twenty. I, I did just because I, I I think did you keep? I didn't hear you. I was not in the top twenty. I I have Russ. Like I I you know I understand not everyone works with good players, and I always you know I always use extremes. Like I always use Ty Ratty. Didn't work with McDavid, and this guy was so lethal in WHL. And look, it, 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 and you know having a guy that can work in that position is so good. And Kunitz was one, and I think Rust has become what Kunitz was at one point and he arguably better um that's why it's, i think rust is he's just in a perfect spot but i think that should also be recognized i don't know obviously you guys probably won't pick him then i might pick him with 20 i'm not gonna go with him here i think i might go with campbell oh, fuck dude it's so hard you got they wouldn't have went with campbell so I'm gonna go with Zach Hyman because Nashville had Renee at the time. I will oh go with Zach. You just did like the whole fucking. Because like, I'm just like I need it. I need to get it done quick, and I'm like Zach Hyman. I'm gonna go with him. You basically uh, like you just talked about everybody except Hyman, and yeah. then you, you just because I, I'm I'm still thinking. Okay, um, Zach, I'll go quick. No, you Zach picked Hyman. Hyman is the 18th pick. Uh, Zach, um, I'll go quick. Um, Zach Hyman. Uh, up up and down the playoffs this year is insane. Uh. Everybody, everybody wants Zach Hyman. There's no like he, come on, right? This year is his best career uh, season: fifty-four points, almost thirty goals, and he was so good on the Leafs. The fans loved him. He is another guy. If he stayed in Toronto, he may have been up there with um, damn, who we had earlier? Uh, whoever the fan favorite we had earlier, I forgot Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, Brendan Gallagher. He would be up there with Brendan Gallagher. Everyone likes him, especially he's a Toronto guy in Toronto, right? Everyone liked him. 
Um, I would love Zach Hyman on the Vancouver Canucks. So, and I think he, he, he could have probably been in the same spot as I think there was an argument made that he could have been in a similar spot, like closer to Gallagher, but I don't know, whatever you guys have to finish with that. I, oh, I had Hyman going 19. So, I mean, it's, this is the exact same thing. Perfect. I think, yeah, like what I have, I have him 19 going to Florida originally. Bjugstad, Zucker, those picks got traded for Derek Forbert. That's how they ended up with this. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah, no, Zach Hyman. I can definitely see the argument of you saying that, like, he's basically Gallagher. I think Gallagher's done it for longer. No, that's that's why. Like, that's why I'm fine with Gallagher. And I think, personally, I felt like a little bit of, like, Zach Hyman being good is the fact that he's, like, playing with, like, Matthews and those guys like but good on his own. like we cut it comes out now that he's yeah he's very capable he's a very capable two-way winger 100 percent hey, hey listen, Zach, Zach Hyman nobody what was the stat I had earlier in the playoffs where it's just like nobody has like more goals scored uh within three feet of the net per 60 than Zach Hyman and Brady Kachuk because like I mean that's what you want there. I, literally it, for the for their fucking power play they just had Hyman standing at like the edge of the post and then McDavid would just shoot the puck there and then Hyman but, would just see the thing is not everyone can do that Jesse Puliyarvi couldn't do that he, he missed so many open nets I watched a lot of Oilers like he couldn't do that I love Jesse he's he's a, he's probably a better two way guy than Zach Hyman I think he is I think he. Jesse Pugliarvi, so I won't go on him, but I think he's a really good two-way guy. He'll get, I hope he gets out of there probably. Um, Zach Hyman, I, I think he deserves more. I know I understand your argument that he played with Matthews McDavid. He's always had, he's always been lucky, but to I be lucky, that, like, I, like I will say, like him coming to Edmonton, like is not the like Montreal is very stacked up front. They're more stacked than Toronto, or sorry, yeah. Toronto is more stacked than Edmonton. Sorry. Yeah, that the fact that like yes, like if he wasn't playing with say yeah, like if he didn't play with McDavid, he play with someone that's not Tavares or Nylander, or like he, there's always a second, there's another guy on there to drive that play for him. By yeah. by playing on those lines, you do get points. Yeah, I, I just think well, yeah, go. As it has come out now, which I'm like, oh, so when he's not in a team where he is like the fourth guy or sorry, like fifth guy, like barely considered in the top six in a way that like he on this Edmonton team it's like oh he's very capable on his own to make something happen so I think yeah like I could see the point that you make about him being the same as Gallagher I think Gallagher has also done that on way worse teams no that's good very capable yeah I could argue that like Gallagher probably would have similar point totals if not better in, in the same position that's fair yeah, his uh, no disrespect to Pocanics and all of them who played there at Camilleri, like, but you know, I'd rather have Matthews McDavid than Camilleri and Pocanic. Let's be honest. Like Camilleri also going to be a forgotten star. Uh, yeah. 19 Florida. I have, uh, well, yeah, it would have been Zach Hyman, uh, a guy I had higher up, not higher up. Yeah, I had that's fine. One spot above him. Um, I have Jason Zucker. Ooh. Going there. I think Jason Zucker will be up 40 spots. Jason Zucker, I think, is one of the like the best like utility complementary guys that can play speed skill and power. Like 
he's he's yeah for he does everything for every team he's played for he plays all situations yeah very capable scoring option like like yeah like the i think i think the value there's this value and utility players that they they work as what i call like the third guy on a line like i think jason zucker is a very capable um first line player if you play him like the third guy on that it's like a hymen it's like a hymen that you put you put him like with matthews and like another star and he's there to basically bridge together everything yeah also say this right now jason zucker's peak is better than hyman's peak like jason zucker in minnesota on a much worse team in 2018 had 64 points in 82 games. i have jason zucker going higher than hyman only like it's it's one spot so they're interchangeable realistically but i think yeah. i think yeah like the hyman is a relatively newer player coming into the light versus like jason zucker is like you probably want to think about jason zucker but then you think about like when someone's like oh what do you think of jason zucker like the idea of like the whole pesci and whatnot. yeah yeah, it's just like, oh, no, he's solid. He's sick. So I think, yeah, like Jason Zucker is like one of the more like better guys to play as a utility player that just can do a little bit of everything and great complimentary piece. So, I mean. Good pick. I, I like that pick a lot. I I, I, pro- I think I would have picked him 21st. Like if yeah, you guys not taking, I want to take Campbell with it, but <laughs> I don't know. I'll see. 20th overall, Ian. Are, are you good? Do you have anything to say? You know, I didn't let you talk. Jason Zucker. I, Jason I, Zucker. Twentieth <laughs> um, was Bo Bennett. Nineteenth. Um, I was gonna say nineteenth is about, you know, about right for Jason Zucker in this redraft. Um, there is a lot of me that, with my Everett bias, I really do want to take Radko Gudis and make the case for Radko Gudis to no, go. No, there, there. I'll give you not. He, he's better than Justin Hall. For I only have the only guy. Okay, I shouldn't need to take Justin Hall. I have it as a joke, but like, come on. But he, he, there's a case for. I think he's very underrated. I know he gets a lot of flack for the just like he's a hit machine and that's all he does. He's really good defensively, man. And he could he's actually not that bad offensively as people think. He, he he's not good, but he's not as bad as people would say he is. Do I do the logical thing or do I do the stupid thing? I'll do the logical thing. I'll take Jack Campbell. I'll take Campbell. I'll take Campbell. I'll take Campbell twentieth because of the fact that, like, I don't know, he's had like two really good seasons. Yeah, and this season, why he wasn't even—he had a negative goal saved above expected, and like that was a lot because of the that thing he had to go through in the middle there. But at his peak, he was. top 15-ish goalie, I think, uh, goal save above expected was. Um, and I mean, like, this is kind of the problem with somebody like Campbell where, like, was never really that good in L.A. Like, he was fine in L.A., but, like... I have an argument to that, but you go. I, I thought he was, like, 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 he wasn't elite. Like, he, 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 need, he, needed, he needed to get to... He needed to have... Jack Campbell needed to have he, he he couldn't have and i don't know i don't think freddie is like jonathan quick but he like he was never going to replace jonathan quick if that made sense in la like jack campbell was never going to yeah. be that guy um, um but so that's why he he could have his number one spot in toronto he's done really well in toronto 
it, it's just clicked. It's just worked. And I know people can make the argument, oh, he played in, you know, can- against Canadian teams in 2021. Canada sucked that year. It's just like, yeah, I don't um, know. He still put up the numbers. He still, he, you know, he still stopped all those shots. I'll go quick on my part. I don't think he ever got a chance in Dallas or LA. Uh, like he really was just yeah. the backup, and that was kind of it. Like it, Dallas did so did this guy so dirty. I always give him that. Like Dallas did not give this guy a chance. I feel like if he'd gotten chance earlier, it would have been you would have seen him much earlier in his career. And I'm happy it's worked out for him now. Whatever. I think he should just leave Toronto and just get the bag. Let's be honest. Like there's no point. There's no reason not to get the bag at this point. I think in his mind, like you. Your top ten pick. You've worked so hard for this. Like this is like he's worked so he needs the he deserves the cash right now. I think that's I think he whatever team signs him to that five by six or something stupid, he deserves it. Um, but yeah, I just don't think I don't think he's ever gotten a chance. Like it's he really got his first chance in 2014, and he never really got any time. Like I and he was fine in Texas. He was fine there. Like he never really just got a chance. And I know that you said like quick. Like he was ever gonna get behind quick then. You know, like it's unfortunate the circumstances, but I'm happy he's like shown he's a starter now. I think the real the real question is who's going to sign him to that five by six contract, and why is it going to be the Senators? <laughs> Keith, do you think who do you think someone's going to sign him? Do you? I hope you think like or the Sabers, the Sabers. Someone's going to do it. Sabers yeah, have been like, linked. Sabers, well. like I, I just think, uh, or the the thing I was going to say about Jack Campbell is. Yes, you could see if you look at the numbers, they look relatively good. You look at the LA days, what he played about 20 games or so, which if you do, yeah, like 82 games, 20 is about a quarter. Like, hey, cool. You played a, a solid quarter of the season. Exactly. That's the point. And then, yeah, like this for this first season is the first time you've played over, I think it's 49 games. Like you, the first time you've played over 30, like, I think like, I'm not going to discredit what he's done. It's very hard to get those. Like, it's not like he also got like a 900. It's like a nine, 10, nine higher up. Like that's a pretty good save percentage. Right. He had a nine fourteen, which shows how good he was at the start of the year because Mm. he was like, he he was an all-star this year. Yeah. And I'm not at, and that's like, it's good. Like Toronto was good. And playoffs were like, obviously like a bit rough, but it's so, so was for us, right? To me is better suited as a tandem goalie. Like you get a tandem that like he, he played, they both play around like 40 games. Yeah. Like it's like, it's a very equal-ish load. Like, I don't think like, if Campbell got the Demco treatment this year, playing sixty plus, I think that's a totally different story. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fair argument. I mean, well, we'll see I, that next year, hundred percent, because he's gonna not gonna be in Toronto and he's gonna be a starter somewhere most likely. Well, and, and I wanted to say too, like that was Toronto's plan this past year was like with yeah. Mrazek, right, to use that tandem, and it didn't work because Mrazek, who's also in this draft class, um, it, it just didn't work this year, right? So. With that being said, now because here's the thing, I would love to get somebody like Jack Campbell if I could. I I would like for goaltending, like yeah, I would take that those goalie goalie stat. Like I would take those stats, like a nine fourteen. I would have that on my team. I don't know that I would pay six million dollars like some teams going to do in free agency this year. 
Mm-hmm. I like how we're all like on that consensus that's gonna happen because I think every we all know it's gonna happen at least five. Well, okay. well, well first of all, there's no cap strap. They're like the Leafs are. Oh, the Leafs can't uh, get them. The Leafs yeah, can't but, get them. They're looking but, at Matt Murray, dude. That's insane. But yeah. but like the, like teams will like so overpay for goaltending because while it is arguably one of the hardest things to find, it's also the you know the riskiest investment you can make. Yeah, uh, it's like it's investing. Is, is a bit, well like Grubauer or Matt Murray or um who is who, who like Bobrovsky? I mean, but like Anderson too, right? Like it's like you never the Anderson just came off his worst career season. You pick him up, he has his best. Like there's so you never know, right? It, it, and Bob's pulled it back. He's never going to be a ten million dollar goalie, but he's a top like top ten goalie at his best this year. Like uh, you never know. You're right. You never know with goaltending. I well, I, I hope everything goes well for Campbell because I really like him. He's a, so, such a likable guy. But I think it's – I think, it, again, I, I said it before, he never really got a chance. And whatever money he gets, you, you should just take it because, like, he's worked hard to get to this point. Like, he, it shouldn't have had to have been this hard, but it had it ended up being that hard for him. He just had yeah. to go to a place where, I don't know, like, Kari Letton is still there, and he's going to obviously stay there. So they ship him out to a place where Jonathan Quick is, and now, you know, he's still good. So, like – He's just been in a bunch of rough spots. Thankfully, that Trevor Moore, Kyle Clifford trade <laughs> sent him to Toronto and it got him the bag probably this year. Also, right. just, just I want to say a quick note for me. Also, like track record and like body of work is a big thing for me. I think it's just like he hasn't played enough. Yet. Yeah, no, that that's what I was alluding to. It's just like yeah, I feel like he should have got the chance to, but he never did. Yeah, twenty one, last pick. Detroit took Riley Shane. I will take Riley Shane. No, I'm not. No, I will take. I will he's take. A, he's now. He's now a Seattle Kraken star. Riley Shane. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I know you guys don't have him here. I, I I'm gonna take Brian Rust. Right. Like I, I'm. He. It's not. I said it earlier. It's so hard to find guys that work well with. Like it's uh, maybe not in all cases. Obviously, Vander Kane worked with David this year, but not everyone's gonna work. Not everyone's going to work. And he, Ryan Russ has been perfect with the Penguins. And it, it's just the fit, I guess, maybe brought him up this high, this high. But I guess the one thing that probably – if he was playing full seasons each year, he would have been much higher. Um, but, I mean, this year he didn't really play a full season. If he played a full season, he's getting like 75, 80 points. Um, he's just a good – he's a good offensive first winger. That's about all he does. He's not going to kill penalties, but he is – one of their best power play players. He's arguably the best, like arguably the top three. Like it's just him. It's been him, Gino, and those two, I guess, and Gensel too. I won't, I won't shout him out. <laughs> I will. I think I kept Gensel out of the, the the USA squad in the Olympic thing, right? Didn't I? Or I said, but I said for the reasons that like USA, the team makers themselves would have done it too, and you knew it. You knew it was possible that they would do that. Um. It's it's hard to find players that work well with 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 stars and I, obviously the Ty Ratty thing, and this year he had 21 points on the power play and that's almost half his points. It's a third of his points, so he's it's mainly a power play guy, but it works and that helps St. Louis or St. Louis that helps Pittsburgh's power play, and that's the main reason why I I took him there. Um, Brian Rust, um, got the contract. I don't know that I would do either. That again, but... yeah. <laughs> But you know, I like the player. He's I been like the good player. in the playoffs, and like he came rookie season and was just he was good in the playoffs for them. Like both both seasons, he came comes first two years wins. Like that does it also. Like he did the same thing as Matt Murray came in rookie seasons, won back to back cups. 
Um, I, I, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Brian Rust, good player. Like, yeah, same thing. Like, you need complementary pieces. I, I went with Nino Niederreiter here, so I'm just kind of surprised to see that he's not. I also had Nino Niederreiter in the top two. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Nino. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's my fault. But I, I, I look. Oh, I, I mean, know. Brian Rust. I, I like. Yeah, like he. It, I think it's an arguable one. It, it. I, you maybe put Nino there and see what happens. He's never. I mean, he plays with like. I mean, I think towards the end there, he's playing with Cockney. I mean, stuff, but like. Maybe if he gets a chance with Aho, and maybe he's on the first line with D'Angelo on the power play, maybe he does good. But I know he was actually no, I he there he was, and, and it didn't work out. What am I talking about? And there's a point where I think he took Terravine on the second, Need Rider on the first, and it was even worse than before. But yeah, I just think it's difficult to find players that work on the power play. It's not always good, and it's kind of like I remember I always think of like when the Canucks would put Michael Samuelson on the power play. And it just like it didn't work. It both didn't work, and then we would have the best power play in the league. So I don't know. Uh, just stuff stuff works in weird ways in special teams, and that's one of them. And Brian Rust is a great player. I will say with Brian Rust, that definitely feels like a because this was a Red Wings pick. You said at twenty one, this definitely <laughs> would have been a Ken Holland special to try and keep the streak going. Of uh, like, <laughs> yeah, no, Brian Rust, uh, big. It's just like. <laughs> Pretty much, um, yeah. He's like the he's like a Canadian Holmstrom. Like you guys, he's like a, he's like a Johan Franzen type. Yeah, no, like, I, I won't. I won't. I uh, know. Not. I'm not comparing Franzen to Rust. Franzen has a bigger. No, legacy. but Ken Holland would. Yeah. Um, so, From Pontiac, Michigan, this guy Brian Rust. Uh, gosh, um. Next, so uh, we time. won't go to the next pick. Unfortunately, it was Jared Tenori. I know we would, everyone wants to hear us talk about him for 20 minutes, but we won't. So we got That's to different. twenty. We we got to twenty one picks. We each made seven. Uh, just to recap, uh, here's how the results went. Uh, Mark Stone went first overall. Vladimir Tarasenko went second. Taylor Hall went third. Tyler Sagan went fourth. Freddie Anderson went fifth. Evgeny Kuznetsov sixth. Jaden Schwartz seventh. Jeff Skinner eighth. John Klingenberg ninth. Brendan Gallagher tenth. Justin Falk eleventh. Cam Fowler twelve. Michael Granlund thirteenth. Ryan Johansson fourteenth. Tyler Toffoli, 15th, Brock Nelson, 16th, Philip Grubauer, 17th, Hyman, 18th, Zucker, 19th, Jack Campbell, 20th, and Brian Rust, 21. Um, boy, do you have a 21, by the way, just before you end? I want to hear what you had at 21. Me? I had Kevin, I had Kevin Ian, Hayes. I, yeah, Kevin Hayes. Okay, that I, I didn't have I had Kevin point. Hayes at 23. I, I have, I have a list up to 25. Uh, sorry. I, I mean, well, you, Keith took first overall pick. I was going to take Emerson Edom, but I don't know. Never. You can go. Okay. You, you can what? What? Most, most most surprising pick go in this redraft? Anybody? I would say Tarasenko or Schwartz. I was gonna say it probably has to be Schwartz just based off the the debate we went on. Yeah. We. Um. I just I understand. I I think. I think you're just. I don't know. I just think I'd rather have Jeff Skinner. I think they both. I think Jeff Skinner can do. At his best, I know under I understand his lows, but I think at his best he can do what Jet Fuckface does better. I think, uh, Schwartz. I think though you have to, the fact that yeah, like none of them, both of them won't really like push the pace. But I think it has to be said something that like the fact that you still couldn't take be like a part of the reason why your team couldn't make it to the playoffs I... as a top ten pick. Like yeah. that has to be accounted for, I think. Like it's still in that top ten. You expect someone to like make an impact on your franchise. And not to say that Jeff Skinner didn't, 
because obviously big, big rookie season. Um, I think is he, I wonder if he still is the youngest all-star ever and like has really like the peaks are higher than the peaks are higher than Jaden Schwartz, hundred percent. I just think that like to sustain that is more valuable than basically. Yeah. Like you go through like crazy hot and cold. Yeah. that That's fair. I just think they were going through like a weird phase during his whole, like it was unfortunate the timing that Jeff Skinner was in Carolina. If he was there, like a lot of the core in 2015 is here now. It's just unfortunate how like it worked out because a lot of like Slavin and all those guys out, they're just working their way up slowly, terrifying. And, um, you know, back then it was just Eric Stahl and that's it. So, I mean, now like with this core, he's better. And I know, I know what you mean. He should be part of those guys like Eric Stahl, but he, which, I mean, he was points wise, but I don't know if he really ended up being that because they never made the playoffs. But I think the team build kind of fucked him over. I would say, and I feel like if he was in a position like someone else, like, in, I don't know, like if he's just, if he was in Schwartz's position, I think he does good there too. Yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah. Like I, I'm surprised that Nita Ryder didn't go here. Like no, I'm not, so. <sighs> I think, but I think it's fair though, because the players above Nita Ryder are objectively better. Like that's why I, I i just don't i've seen need rider play for a while too and I, I know i understand what he does in the playoffs he can be good at this year i don't know maybe i guess it's the recency bias but he, i don't know russ has been good for he's won two cups he's been good for him ever since i, I just that's why i went for rust over him no one he, picked on his don scoy i'm looking at Hawkins. justin hole justin hole john merrill isn't here like boys <laughs> boys cali yarn croak like uh, that could have been. I think it's a very. I think it's a very reasonable list. I think uh, basically everyone in my Greg McKeg, except for yeah, I guess yeah, I guess I had Nita Ryder at twenty one. Everyone in my top twenty, gone. Like everyone is accounted for. So I think yeah, I think I I should have taken uh, Radko Gudis. Doing my <laughs> doing a disservice. Disservice did not make my first round. <laughs> unfortunately, tough, tough. Um, also, all right. Uh, Sorry, last thing. I was just like Finland yes. uh, world junior legend goalie, Sammy Adekalio. We should have taken him. Oh, Colorado legend. Or Rob Flick. Uh, Tyler <laughs> Buns, what a name. Uh, keep going. <laughs> Freddie Hamilton's on the list as well. Um, the best Hamilton. Boy, the, the, arguably the best Hamilton. Uh, he was a better player in junior. Some will say. Better player, that's probably a better player last year than Dougie was. <laughs> <laughs> All keep right. Going. Boys, this has been fun. Uh, thank you very much to Keith for taking the time to do this. Thank you to Rap for taking the time to do this. Uh, be sure to check us out again later this week. Uh, Scott and I are potting. If my voice holds up, if my throat is okay. Uh, so listen to our podcast with Scott later on this week. Uh, I'm still – we're kind of getting back into some content. I'm, 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 I'm dipping my toes in the water, shall we say, for more SYP stuff. So be sure to check us out um you know where to find us on spotify apple podcast youtube channel uh go subscribe to the channel go like everything go like everything uh, we're from michael furland uh ken simpson's in this fucking draft i should have taken ken simpson that's the legend i think ever ever so ever ever so damn both no 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 michael furland 
or he's uh, like a swift current bronco one of those two i don't know i've gone i've gone too far into the depth of this i've found players that i don't want to ever see again uh (laughs) go ahead so thank you to everybody for uh for listening for watching appreciate it we'll be back again soon peace out